Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, we're going to start off our 5.2 series of podcasts with spoiler cast. We're going a little out of order because, well, let's be honest, we uh, we skipped a couple shows for a couple of reasons. Uh, but with that, we're back on schedule, and we'll talk about that a little bit on the show. So I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy. Of course, you know Sly. He's here every week. Yeah, Sly the Fox. Hi. Hi. Sly. And yeah. uh, let me turn the music down a little bit more. I just feel like it's a little loud. Hi, Sly. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hopefully, you're doing good, too. Ready to talk about some story mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, Sly and I aren't allowed to, you know, be off of our story leashes unless Ethis is there to walk us. So he's uh, he's he's here too. We're not. It's it's literally illegal for us to do a lore show without. I don't. I don't know whether that's like a promotion. Whether that's a step up for me. We're saying that when it comes to lore show, him and I Mm -hmm. need to be walked through it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I can agree with that. Yeah. 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 Hi, Athens. Right. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I'm I'm on on the up. I've been uh, I don't know. I got some kind of flu or something, but I'm doing all right. Dangerous okay. to say that nowadays. Dangerous. To say yeah, you know there was a hot minute there where I was kind of worried because we have had like a confirmed case pretty close to here, and Tal came home like coughing and sneezing, and I was like, "You stay the fuck away from me." And that <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> It did not. It never does. But yeah. uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, Hi, can, everyone. It's it's we, canceled la- we canceled last Friday's show because I had finished the raid that day, but I hadn't done anything else. So there was no, I couldn't do a first impressions or, uh, uh, you know, a lore show. And then Tuesday, Ethis was going to join us for Spoiler Case. We were actually going to do two shows this week. We're going to do uh-huh. one Tuesday and Friday, Snap. but at this was sick oh. Tuesday and I didn't want to just, I didn't want to cancel one show. I didn't want to push his Ooh. show back and then move the other show ahead. So Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Hey, health, health is more important. That's, that is, that is the fact of the matter. So. Is health more important than content? It Isn't is. That, it, it is. Isn't that kind of antithetical to what we do every day? Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Shut All up. right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so with that, this is going to be 5.2 spoiler cast. Before we get started, though, of course, we have our usual sponsor shoutouts at the start of the show. We, of course, have Steel Series, who's been doing giveaways for State of the Realm for the last couple of years. And I have a new giveaway winner. Or I did, and then it looks like I may have closed Glean, but I can open it again in like two seconds. We have a new giveaway winner for the month of January. I'm just going to name the next one March because it's like the 27th right now. Just skip February because they're like days behind. There breaks in the show. So the winner of the January Steel Series giveaway for State of the Realm is going to be Supremo Pete on Twitch. Congratulations, Supremo Pete. Hey. I'll be shooting. Nice. Free shit. Yeah, get your free shit. Well uh, so, and if anyone else would like to enter for winning, every go under a YouTube video and enter because it's free stuff from Steel Series, our sponsor. <laughs> Please do it. Um, and then, of course, we have All our right. patrons, which we'll do an extended shout out for at the end of the show. We got a few new patrons to shout out as well for that. Thank you to them. We'll do your full shout out at the end of the show. All right. Before we get into the nitty gritty, we haven't had a show in what two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have this show, you know, probably next, but real quick, like leave it as broad as you possibly can. Thoughts? Patch thoughts? Oof. Thumbs up. How about that? 
Thumbs up. Yeah, that Without works. getting that... into any specifics, thumbs up. That's about that as works. broad as you can get. Yeah, yeah. It's no thumbs down. It's certainly a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. And I've done everything, I think, so far that the patch has had. But has that... to offer. Yeah. What about you, Ethis? Uh, yeah, I, I'll say, like, broad thoughts. Um, the MSQ was the weakest part of it for me. Um, not necessarily because it was bad, but just because every other bit of content has just, like, been so, so tasty. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, and you know what? There's uh, I, I do have an emotion that kind of makes me echo that sentiment in regards to th at least the story bits of each part of the patch. And mm -hmm. we'll get to that smiling motherfucker when the time comes. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you oh, know I exactly see. where I'm why where I'm going with that. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So <laughs> so with that, I guess then we should technically go for the worst first and just go right into the main scenario before diving into uh, Eden um the ruby weapon i guess sorrow of warlet and yorha mm -hmm. do we have to talk about your wait wait was that there do we have, i do didn't we... yes there were two classes i mean yeah i mean i i kind of missed it was it like trust me i did it and i uh... think i missed it <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah so we maybe start on that because i don't think it'll take very long so there were two yorha quests in this patch Remember when I said I really am glad that they want to expand raid stories between the patches where we get the raids, and I would like I support that. Yeah, fully. they super didn't though. They, they super, super didn't. didn't do that at all. <laughs> no, it was like, hey, these two these two troublemakers are still troublemakers, and there's a carnival coming up, which seems I, like a bit of a it. near related drop, but all the same, yeah. I didn't need two quests for that. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Is it is is it just because we're getting the 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 opera boss next? Like they just be. had to set it up, I guess. They felt the need to throw two quests in there. I'm still so mad with your man. They better do. They I better feel content about Yorha in point three because right this this did not help. How I was already not thrilled about it in point one. I better feel something about it in point three because it just feels so disconnected right now. It really does. Anyway. We'll mm. get to that in the 5.3 spoiler cast. <laughs> <laughs> we're hopefully we're less disappointed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Fortunately, every other bit of story was incredibly juicy and thorough when it comes to yeah. everything else. Left us with a lot of questions, though, with the main scenario. So 5.2 main scenario kicks us mm -hmm. off right where we left off in 5.1 trying to figure out how to send the scions back to the source because they just can't they just can't do it on their own we've got uh beck lug still helping out mm -hmm. we got the exarch who refuses to sleep and steal salmon fillets apparently now he's a thief uh and uh that's that's where we kick off so ethis do you want to take us through kind of the uh the chronological events since you're our lore master yeah. here yeah yeah sure i mean um uh yeah they, they they're getting close um they've developed some kind of spirit vessel prototype which is kind of like white orosite but it will contain the mind and the soul and won't like leak it out all over the inside of you, your pockets when you're traveling through the interdimensional rift um but um we've got a point here about the Algon royal blood 
So just to fill people in, um, Grahatia, his ancestor was mates with uh, Princess Selina, who was the last of the Allegan royal line, who basically injected her friend with some of her blood so that they could carry the Allegan royal bloodline sort of throughout history until they need to use the Crystal Tower again. Because at some point, this royal blood had been affected so that they could control the Crystal Tower, like with their thoughts effectively. And we thought that that was something specific to the Crystal Tower, but what Beklug and Grahar have figured out is that it's not just about the Crystal Tower, it's about like crystal per se. There's something about his blood that can provide a conduit for like the mind and the soul to interact with crystal. So I think they need to find some way to use his blood to sort of complete this um uh, this sort of transference vessel for the science. And that's like the last hurdle they're at at the moment. They're sort of like, you know, testing stuff and trying to work that out. So we leave them to it um, because we hear that there's someone wandering around Lakeland claiming to be the warrior of light, killing big old sin eaters. And Man, um, I got some 3.1 flashbacks immediately on that. Yeah. But this was weird because we hear about this news. We hear about someone out there claiming to be the Warrior of Light. And we're like, huh, there's a thought. We should tell everyone the truth about the Warrior of Light right now. <laughs> Let's not investigate this first. Let's not figure out what's going What? There's nothing that could possibly go wrong here. Um, people want to know about the Warrior of Light. People are asking about... Uh, you know, pre-flood history, they're going down to the cabinet of curiosity, trying to find books. They can't really find any. So let's call them together and, and tell them the truth before we do anything whatsoever to investigate what is absolutely going to be someone walking around in Arbid's corpse. Seems like a really, really good idea. Uh, so we do that. And then, um, well, then we know what happens. Arbid appears and he uh, uh, sort of comments on the, serendipitous timing and tells everyone that they need to become warriors of light as well because we're gonna go back to where we came from yeah that uh that i i'd say one of my biggest things with this patch i've never seen the scions be just smart enough but dumb enough to infuriate me in in a patch in a long time because throughout it was alphano's idea to be fair yeah. and alphano's come up with a lot of dumb ideas <laughs> But like everyone, everyone was everyone else was there, and no one caught it. Jay was just like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's." Well, Orange yeah, Jay knew exactly so. what was gonna happen. He knew exactly what was gonna happen. He's like, "Man, this is gonna be so fucking funny. It's gonna be such a good prank." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Leave us on speed down." He's like, "Wait, wait. All right, when I tell you, to, okay. All right, now, now, enter now." <laughs> Link Pearl speed dial, huh? Is that like link? Is that like wow. link shell slot number one? Crossworld, yeah, exactly. obviously, for a little bit in this yeah. case. Yeah, he's got the pixies yeah, on too. Yeah, he's caught. He's caught a little bit. He's like, hey, I know it's been like a while. I know we didn't like leave on the best of terms, but like, man, this is gonna be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Yeah, it's like uh, so throughout this whole event. Obviously, it's it is super weird to be like oh this guy's this guy's doing good good deeds so i guess we better tell him the truth about the word like they knew like this i've never seen something so well calculated by elitibus i think because he's not looked yeah. the smartest part of previous times we've seen him he just kind of appears yeah. 
I yeah. suppose. I mean, we I were making fun that. of him for this exact thing back when 5.0 finished, where he's like, hmm, Warrior Dark, well, I guess I'll just summon some Warrior Lights again. We were like, literally, Elidibus, you couldn't think of yeah. anything else. You just went down that road again. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, I guess he's smarter than we are at the very least because shit's working. You know, the thing that really bothered me here is that for the past hundred years, everyone in this world has been thinking that Ardbert and his company caused the apocalypse. And one speech, one speech later, they're all like, fuck yeah, warrior of light, let's do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on that. <laughs> you know, there's... There's no, like, period of them sort of being like, I don't know, and, like, coming around to it. It's just, like, Arbit, well, Linnibus wandering around in Arbit's body, and everyone's just like, hell yeah, dude. Come on, let's do this. See, at least when we resolved Stormblood and, like, the Alamegans had to kind of adjust their way of life, there was there was still mm. some dissension based on the events yep. that had taken place in the last 20 years. These these yes. people are just like, no, I'm, well, I'm on board. Here's, here's the thing, like, um, Hammond's Ward... Patch 3.3, okay? Setting setting up the parliament, working out all those social issues after, you know, the truth had been uncovered by the the people of Ishgard. There's a six-week time lapse that just kind of happens towards the end of 3.3. Mm. Um, I, I thought, like, Yulmore last patch, that was kind of sudden, people turning around there. But this is like, all right, we just got to, come on, we just got to, we got to get things wrong. We've only got like a couple of patches to wrap this up. It felt like, <laughs> it felt like a, a strangely, like uncharacteristically uh, off tempo story beat to me. And the only way I can sort of excuse it is that Elidibus is evidently a master of illusion magic. Um, and that his, his words in his speech, there's got to be some like, almost tempering kind of manipulation component to it as he's, as he's going around and sort of weaving this spell over the people of Novarant to convince them to, you know, like quit their jobs and become warriors of light. It's, there's got to be, and, and I'm, I, I imagine they've got to address this in this next patch. There's got to be something like that to it. Sly, we've, um, we've kind of talked over you. Where, where, where are you sitting on this? You're just laughing because yeah, you agree, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, but one, we did kind of set this up. I mean, like you say, the people mm. believe it easily, but to be fair, like, do they have any real reason to not believe the warrior of darkness after all he's done, after all we've done? Sure. But a little bit goes everywhere else. Like we talked yeah, to him in the, in the Crystarium and, and we find out later in the patch, he's been like all over the realm, just kind of twisting mm -hmm. around, around to it. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there is also, for the Crystarian people, the role quests are there. We know that if you've completed... Specifically, if you've completed them all, it makes a lot more sense. Because yeah, Sayella at that Silver's point... has already been doing the work. Yeah, yeah Sayella's been, been doing the work. And we'll get to talking about the role quests a little bit later, because that was a... I've only watched one of them, and it's the most <laughs> important one, in my opinion, but I'm Definitely. sure there's treats waiting for me in the other four. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those those events take place or in the Crystal. But now mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm glad. So well, remember when I said the Sirens are just smart enough, mm -hmm. but dumb enough. Yeah, to, to be our very credit, they to our least, credit, we do immediately smell yeah, Elidibus. Yeah, they're yeah. literally like so. That's Elidibus. Like they're not yeah. they're, they're not complete idiots. But yeah. then they're just like, but why would he want to do that? <laughs> 
why would he? Hmm, this flood of light that yeah. they had a hundred years ago, thanks to War Man. It's almost like we weren't allowed but, to be called that here for a reason. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense their reaction. Like from this, it's like we we barely managed to beat Emmett Selk, and we had a lot of like Deus Ex Machina on our side for that. Um, let's not rush into this. Let's see if we can find out as much as we can. Like we're in this world now where there's a lot more like Amritine stuff around than there is on the source. We can use some of that. We can try and find out what we can see if we can work out what he's about. So there's some fortunate timing here where, um, uh, basically we've heard from the V's at Fanol that they've discovered some new ruins, uh, some new Ronkin ruins in the, uh, the Katana Ravel. Uh, that uh, they suspect might contain relics from Amarat. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Yashtola's like, well, let's go check that out first, see where that leads us. Um, and it leads us to a Sphinx riddle. Um, what do you guys think of this uh, little instance? I don't like Luxor in Kingdom Hearts. Don't make me play card games. Stop it. Do you know the rules? <sighs> Yes, it was also really know, easy. The only one I almost screwed up was the paw because I saw Coral and I was like, "Oh yeah, cat paw." I, and then I no, went, I, I did that too. And then I saw the monkey yeah. and I was like, "Wait, a monkey's paw? That makes way more sense yeah. in this case." I didn't, I, I didn't figure that. I said, I, I, I got like deft of paw, and I was like, "Oh, that's like quick on cat. their feet." Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like a pack yeah. animal. Same thing. Yeah, so I got that one wrong, and I was like, monkeys don't have paws; they got hands. And everyone's like, "It's called a monkey paw." I'm like, yeah. "It's not a paw." They call it a monkey's paw. It's not a paw. It's a hand. It's got poseable thumbs. This isn't a paw. It's a, it's a fucking hand. You know what? A cat might think that's a paw. You know? Cats are dumb. <laughs> cat. And you know why a cat would think it's a paw? Because cats are fucking paws. Like coels. It's a bad riddle. Yeah, I figured out only because monkey's, well. monkey's paw and deft made sense to me. Because I was like... The deftest creature here would probably be the one with opposable thumbs. <laughs> you know what? When you, when you put it that way, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm. That's fair. But uh, nah, nah, nah. I'm not dumb. It's just a bad riddle. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, um, clearly. Yeah. So we we I have this. Hmm? I will admit, I overthought the shit out of the cards, though. Because I was thinking that it was going to be something different. Like, nah, it's just a fucking matching game. Well, it reminded me of the first Ronka puzzle we had, where, like, everyone massively overthought that as well, when it's, like, literally just the one that's facing the temple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. I, I thought that was a, a fun little instance. Like, I'm, I'm glad that they're kind of continuing with this sort of method of storytelling rather than just dumping exposition on us constantly. So that was good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it led us into the burial chamber of an ancient Ronkin, uh, Vis mage named Tiuna, um, and, uh, an inscription, well, well, sort of a, a, a painting, a relief of the star shower, uh, which we've been seeing in our echo awakenings since 1.0, but most notably for most people at the beginning of, uh, ARR, it's the first thing we, we see when we hear, Highland's voice. And um, since we got into Amarot and saw the final days and saw the, saw the star showers there, we've been suspecting that there's a, a link between the two. 
um, as of course we find pretty pretty soon that there is. But um, yeah, so this engraving on Tiuna's uh, uh, tomb basically suggests that the vision of the star shower awakens the echo. Uh, and it's something that it's a power they have here on the first. It's a power that presumably happens across all the shots. So uh, yeah, your stall is like, it's not quite what we were after, but Hey, that's something uh, let's go back and clean up my cave and uh, break up with my boyfriend, I guess. <laughs> By accident. He doesn't know he hurt yeah. her. Yeah, she totally does, though. No. <laughs> she totally does. She can see through doors and shit. She sees people's ether. She knew he was there and made sure she said it just loud enough so she didn't have to take responsibility. <laughs> yeah, we well, were going to get talking about the whole breaking up with aspect a little bit more because they, they dive a little bit deeper into some foreshadowing in one mm. of the other follow-up quests that we have mm. to talk about later. Uh, yeah, go, let's just break up. Uh, the whole rocket thing was okay. It was weird, though. The only thing that was that... It felt like it was just foreshadowing kind of the end of 5.2 itself, establishing that people on the first could have the Echo, since they established that Tiuna most likely had this, yeah. and she had a gift of seeing into people's pasts. Um, yeah. And that all comes to fruition later in the patch, fortunately. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird beat. Like at the end of the patch, it almost seems like a redundant story beat. I was really glad to like get back into Rock Teaker and get more like Ronk and Law, but I was I was hoping for a little bit more. I was hoping for more than that. We're always hoping for more, though, Athos. Yeah, but uh, no, it was cool getting back there. Um, and of course, while we're in uh, Rock Teaker, we learn that. Um, Elidabert is doing this thing where he's going around to all the regions and killing Sin Eaters and then showing up in town and telling his story. So we were like, hey, let's go find this Sin Eater. Let's kill it first and let's uh, let's confront him. I love, um, this little, I love this little bit where he's like, oh, yeah, Ravana, remember when that happened? And you're, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah, what about your what about your uh, Amaro friend, huh? And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll miss him. And it's like, he's not dead. Yeah, my favorite option is, I thought you were supposed to be good at this. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. well, I, that didn't no. fucking work. Fuck. All right. Yeah. I I really <laughs> loved the juxtaposition between Elidibus and Emmett Selk's characters here, though, because, like, Emmett Selk is like, well, if you ask me, yeah, all right, I might as well, like, tell you, like, I don't really care. Whereas Elidibus is like, I'm not fucking telling you anything. Like, who do you think I am? <laughs> I don't care. Like, I don't care what you think. I don't have anything to prove. Like, you you work it out. Um, <laughs> I thought that was really, really interesting and really sort of compelling. The fact that he's like, no, I'm not telling you shit. Fuck you. It's like how I'm not dead your inside he looks with Ardbert's yeah. face when he drops the act. He goes from, yeah, to... Yeah, he's scary. Yeah, it's wow. like... It's, you can tell he has no emotion left in his body mm -hmm. at this point. He's, like, driven... Mm -hmm by just a need he's been doing this shit for too long yeah like, thousand years is a long time yeah but but it's interesting it's like they they've both been doing this shit for for too long and you see like the difference in their attitudes is that emmett Sark right. has been kind of holding in this story and not being able to tell it to anyone and just like wanting to be like known wanting to be remembered and wanting to like have some sort of uh uh, I guess like justification for his for his actions and like being so happy to sort of let that out. Whereas like you say, Elidibus is just like 
dead. He's just going through the yeah, motions. Yeah, Lydibus is like, remember these. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember, remember these nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and as soon as you explained, Alpha was like, yeah, Emmett Selk, oh, he, he believed in this, this common ground, that there was a chance that the current version of humanity... Uh, could, he super it, didn't, though. He super didn't. <laughs> he wanted to, but he didn't really, you know? Like, he's like, half only... Realistically, all he says is, if we were useful, then he, he would use us. And, like, and if Look, we, and if we were fused, he's like, plan. I'll kill you. A little bit is uh, sorry, not a little bit. Emmett Selk's plan, like people get this so ass backwards about him wanting to find common ground with us. His plan all along was to have us turn into a super sin eater and do the job for him. He's like, that's how you can be useful. Prove to me that you can do that. Even even if we had not had that happen, he even says that if we didn't go along with what he wanted, he's like, then I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to bring them all. Like I'm not trying to not do a rejoining here. I am <laughs> totally trying to do it. But mm. like maybe I let you help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you can make it a little bit easier for me. Uh, yeah, like maybe you know maybe you think you're better than them too. Like I think I'm better than them, and you know we're better than them together. Mm. Essentially. So um, plan A with the Ronkins that didn't work. Plan B of just like asking Olympus what he was up to that didn't work. So plan C is to go back to the Ondo and be like, hey, you all got any more of them ruins? because <laughs> like we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here so to speak and the other like yeah got ruins for days bro um they're super deep down and uh those benthos pricks are basically planning on using it as a spawning ground for their queen who wants to raise an army to wipe out yulmore or some shit yep because and that's just yep. just to be clear this is actually all happening because Bismarck created that air bubble that we use to be in the Tempest, and it's completely mm-hmm. obliterated their traditional uh, stores of like food and and economy and everything. So all mm-hmm. so everything they had kind of just like settled down there is no longer settled as long as that air bubble is there, which technically means we just fucked their base by even just showing up to the fucking yeah. ruins because well, like, not again. Come on. Yeah. Stop! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so we get uh, a funny Uriage moment with him trying to walk on water and not. And then Thancred <laughs> almost drowning, trying to rescue him. Yeah, that um, was that was pretty good. I was I was a big that fan was pretty of the scene right I like that. I like how over that entire scene Alice is. Alice is like, listen... I just left a bunch of people who went from a complete form of stasis and un- an inability to communicate to a child who can at least say, like, two words. I'm trying to figure this shit out for my friend back on the source. And this motherfucker had went out of his way to learn a spell to walk on water instead of sw- Just clean the goddamn whale and let's go, okay? <laughs> it wasn't even instead of swimming. It was instead of, like, taking the rowboat that was right next yeah. to him. <laughs> I was like, nah, what's this? <laughs> Oh. And then Reen did a pouty face, and we had to go sit down for five minutes. Yeah. She's like, you guys um, are old. You should probably relax. And they're like... <laughs> and Thankard's like, well, the thing is, like, they don't even know how old they are at the moment. <laughs> like, Thankard is either, you know, like, in his mid-30s or early 40s, depending on 
whether his body's like aged at the same rate or like how that sort of whole thing works. Yeah, and that brings up the question, is this... So we know thanks to the very... Because we actually skipped probably the the very first story beat because it actually has nothing to do with everything that's happening on the first. It was, it was one of those, well, we need to set up the side story. So here's your first quest. So, mm-hmm. but it's already been said that their bodies at the very least, Kryle and Matoya have them in stable condition. They're not like leaking mm-hmm. out like any ether or anything like that anymore. Um, however, one can't help but notice that the, their bodies on the first, uh, don't seem to be ha- taking it too well because I don't feel like they were just tired. Yeah. Yeah. So is that the problem of the etheric ties being cut because they've been on the first two? Which is weird because they've been there for so freaking long, uh, technically, that it's kind of odd to think that... They, I think Thancred's been there, what, five years? Orianje's been there three, I think it was? Or is that... Is Orianje one and... and no, Orianje's three. Thancred's five. Orianje and Yashtola are three. And the yeah. twins are just, just under a year. Yeah. It's um, weird that they would both have this at the same time. Well, you well you got to imagine it's more to do with their their body, how long their body has been without a soul, rather yeah. than how long their soul has been without a body. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah, like, no, like, I know, yeah I know it's been three mean, years and five years, but back home it's been like a day or two days, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's basically what's going on there. But yeah, I mean, it's it's very much like ringing alarm bells there. Like, Orianje is not just tired um but uh we'll say the payoff for that in in 5.3 i imagine yep and we'll have to based on again another Mm -hmm. event that takes place in the main scenario here or i guess post main scenario would be the easy way to put it um so where do we leave off we left off with a little telling us that he's that we're fucking idiots and that emmett selk was a fucking idiot Mm -hmm. uh and now we're going to we're dealing with the drama in the tempest, and we yep, go and collect to... slugs, and we find out that the shoe bill is an Asian. Um, just staring in Zareen's eyes and so yeah. So what do, what do we think of that? Because the the theory was that the shoe bill was like was literally Emmett Selk, right? In in like a a you know a form in which he could sort of spy on us either that or is just like his familiar is this just his familiar now that's like wandering around without a master or is i've, I've heard no i've heard some people like legitimately saying like oh shit shoebill is still there emmett Selk is still alive i just want to say like there there is absolutely nothing like self-evident about that being evidence of emmett Selk still being alive all right i don't it's buy that just at all. a shoe bill it's just people are drawing the Sometimes comparison the that bill. the shoe bill is the minion of the Amarot. It's specifically the minion of Emmett Selk's interpretation of the of, of the last day of his life, essentially. And now it's just in the Tempest. <laughs> and nobody believes okay. and nobody believes that Reen saw a bird. You know, everyone's like, what the No, you didn't see a bird. What you, she's like, I, I saw, saw a bird. Did you guys see it? I saw it. I saw the I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Just staring. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Suspicious. That bird is probably so, going to be a, like a running joke for a long time, I have a feeling. Yeah. It's a mutant nutkin. And it's all our fault. Yep. Mm. Thanks, people. Yeah. Yeah, well done, guys. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I appreciate um, it. 
Yeah, so we go to Anamnesis on Bismarck's back, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, some it people was... just tying off the, the story part. I just like that part of the dungeon. I like not having to move. Just wait. <laughs> I like love the music. They'll come to me. Yeah. I don't even have to pull wall yeah. to wall. The wall is pulling to me. Yeah, it was a nice little spectacle, wasn't it? Mm, it was yeah. cool. Yeah. And also getting to hear Bismarck speak the whole time. And hit. I also like how Bismarck is just glad to have buddies. He's just like super <laughs> enthusiastic about having friends again since the last yeah. friend he had died. Because you know, I like, Ken. yeah, yeah. I like that we found out that Ken was was a dude because I was like, oh, Isle of Ken. It's gonna be like the Isle of Knowing. It's gotta be you know like the the Fae kind of Gaelic tie there. Yeah. Um, because because Ken in like you know Scottish or older. Uh, kind of Celtic and Gaelic vernacular is like to know if you can, you have knowledge, you know something. So I was like, I love knowing, but no, it's literally just a dude named Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was his uh, best which, friend and it was, it was endearing yeah. as he's yeah. doing this. He's like, Oh, I would love yeah. to talk to you and learn. He's, he wants to learn the, the tongue of man even so he can actually talk to people who accidentally stumble upon him in the future. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah, it was. And even then, he's still yelling things at us we don't technically understand the whole start of the dungeon. Except for Urian J, who does get it. Well, we get it. Well, we, you yeah, know, we I got, think the Echo lets us understand, understand other languages. We've established mm -hmm. that before. But yeah. if I didn't have subtitles, I wouldn't know what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> That's Fat. the truth. And then we, we destroy another ecosystem that belonged <laughs> to... Again, with their Benthos. Realistically, the Benthos like perfect. And then we like, murder their queen. <laughs> they're never they're never gonna recover. They have no more females. Um we wiped out the Benthos. Good job. Well done. Well done, everyone. <laughs> yeah. But too bad yeah. it can't be that easy in uh next to Limsa Lominsa. We just wipe but out they, the rest of the bad ones. They were they were using the um creation matrices. Yes. Um, who who taught them how to do that? How do they know how to do that? That is a great question. <laughs> Did they see anything in Anamnesis? I mean, they, that we they saw? must have. They must have. How do they even know about a, a Anamnesis? Like, how do they know that was down there? Oh, are they swim? <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> I mean, okay, that's fair. <laughs> they, they swim? I mean, what else do you want me to say? They no, swim. no, that's yeah, that's fair. All right, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah, you fucking better. Oh. And so, yeah, they. I, I still don't. Even if they saw the things and like hurt, like how do they? I think I'm thinking of them too much like the sources Sahagans in regards to their mm. like general intelligence of of how they mm. perceive like man-made creations and shit. Mm. Even the way like if you pay attention to the way that the beast tribes on the first speak, they speak a lot more like the enlightened. They don't they don't all have the same ticks. And even the Sahagans where they go, S they don't do it very mm. often. It's like mm. they they're all way smarter on the on the yeah first. because they, they they they've only been oppressed by the flood of light, not by the races of the first. And they and they worship the ancients. They've lived mm -hmm. well only for the last hundred years because they, yeah. they've been living in their ruins only since the flood of light. They they discovered these ruins. You got to imagine that like in that time they've sort of been studying them and finding things to read and you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they know how to use the the uh, the creation matrices, which is 
very interesting. Um, but other than that, there's not really like that much in that. I mean, compared to Amarot and compared to Academia and NIDA, there's so much in those for like a good law tour. Um, just in like the architecture and like the names of things and just like the visual elements. Whereas Anamnesis, like not not really, not not so much. Yeah. Um, of course, until we finish the dungeon. Yeah, but that's you know spoon fed to you. You don't really have to break that down yeah well what 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 do we got going on here at the end of the dungeon we accidentally activate a i mean very very conveniently activate a, a holographic recording of 12 ancient amritians standing around talking about zodiac talking about the convocation talking about their realization that uh the summoning of zodiac will not forestall this this apocalypse is only kind of like set it back a little bit but if they don't do something about zodiac to rein it in like they're gonna all be destroyed all the same and uh they need to create highland they need to summon highland um that's sort of point one that we've learned from this Point two is the the defect of the dissidents that we learned about in 5.0 whom we had assumed was like the the sort of head proponent for the summoning of Heidelin, uh joined neither faction did not join like like left the the Asian convocation didn't summon zodiac but also had no interest in summoning Heidelin. so there's a there's a middle path there's a third path there somewhere that's still a mystery to us um and uh Venar, uh, is the leader of the the Heidelin faction, um, which is of course a reference to the uh, the Acuria Venar, who's basically the the one of the main antagonists of Final Fantasy XII. Um, and this kind of speaks to like the the sort of inversion of protagonism and antagonism between twelve and fourteen, which is kind of interesting. Where like all the names of the Asians were like, you know, uh, si- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Venar being this sort of evil Akuria. Well, not evil. I don't know. How would you describe Venar in twelve? Um, superior, superior minded. He was mm. all the Akuria. Definitely, they they see humanity below as like pawns to. But Venar was trying to empower humanity and like give them control their own destiny. chaotic good. Yeah, something yeah. like because because ultimately he he puts he tries to. It's so weird because you can't even just look at Vanal. You have to remember that the other Ocuria specifically wanted Ash to chip mm-hmm. off the uh, the whatever it's called and create a new stone to use the like, Nethesite. Yeah, to, yeah, she wanted to mm-hmm. chip off the Nethesite and become the new uh, you know the new king like uh, her ancestor before her. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Vanat specifically tries to have one nation rule over. He wants Vane to rule over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't, I feel like there's, there's still interpretation left up there. Cause Vane, what Vane sure. wants and what Vanal wants kind of lines up in the end, but it's never really a hundred percent clear if Vanal wanted mm. that as the outcome mm. in particular. I he think did. like in the, in the broadest strokes, the intentions of Vanal between 12 and 14 are quite similar in the idea that like Zodiac was created to kind of like, um, uh, control, uh, models and humanity and like bring order and control to the world, whereas Heidelin was about like, hey, let's actually let's not like sacrifice models to 
feed Zodiac. Let's actually let models like have control of their own lives and do their own thing. Um, that was, I mean, as far as we know so far, that's what it was all about. But yeah. Vinar was to be sacrificed to become the hearts of Heidelin. Yeah. Um, now, this is really curious. And this kind of, this, this leads back to like the genesis of creation magic and how like they couldn't create souls. Um, everything that they created, everything like, like most of the monsters and stuff in, in, in 14 that are kind of descended from uh, the Amritine creations, they do not have souls because um, they couldn't create souls. Um, and then they accidentally caught like a wayward deceased soul in Phoenix um, in uh, Tales from the Shadows. And uh, Emmett Salk had to be brought in to sort of, you know, deal with that violently. Um, and that seemed to be like the genesis for this idea of like, okay, we can't create souls, but we can use other people's souls in these creations. Um, so in giving will to the star and creating a, a primal form of, of Zodiac, they sacrificed Elidibus to become its heart. Um, and Vernat was going to have to do the same with Heidelin. So we're left with two conclusions there. Okay, Vernat was sacrificed to become Heidelin, but Elidibus, whom we're trying to deal with right now, was apparently sacrificed to create Zodiac. And we're like, well, what's mm -hmm. up with that? This is where, again, the Scions kick in and they get smart because they remember mm -hmm. Emmett Selk was not Emmett Selk's name and mm -hmm. that it was just a title. So they make the assumption that OG Elidibus... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they don't know who they're actually dealing with. All they know is the guy that is currently called Elidibus is who they're fighting. So somebody mm -hmm. superseded the one that sacrificed himself and took mm -hmm. up that spot in the convocation. That's the mm -hmm. running, you know, idea, but that doesn't really help you determine like, anything. Yeah, and there's there's like a there's like a but there. It's like but that kind of seems too simple. Yeah, like I think clearly Elidibus is different from the rat. Even his cloak is different. I mean, they everything's different about him compared to mm. everything else. Um, and so it is again worth remembering <laughs> that Elidibus yeah. and Zodiac in the original tactics, their relationship is not like most other Lukavi. So. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Emmett Selk's name was, of course, Hades. Um, that was his true name. Emmett Sok was the name of his title. So this is so this Elidibus we're fighting now is either the Elidibus that was promoted after Zodiac was created, but before the Sundering, or else it's um, perhaps the Dissident. And we thought that we were the Dissident. We know we know that like the gender to which the Dissident is referred to um, changes depending on your character's gender. Um, but uh, yeah, I know. I know there's some people floating around saying like, "Oh, well, maybe Elidibus is the dissident. Maybe the reason why he acts as this kind of arbiter of of, of balance, particularly after the Asians fucked up with the thirteenth shards, um, is because he wants to bring about the rejoining. But he's not like for different reasons, mm. and he's not necessarily like tempered by Zodiac. He's not necessarily one of Zodiac's uh, puppets. Um, well, so that's a possibility as well. But if he is dissident, what mm -hmm. what would bringing about the rejoining do for him? Like, I could see if it, this was you know, Elidibus on the side of Zodiac trying to bring about. Oh, go ahead. Mm. 
Oh, I was waiting for you to finish, and then you could call on me. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, you want? I mean, right now, Heidelin. I mean, even with Heidelin in her weakened state, there's not a balance between light and dark. If he really wants balance in light and dark, he wants full form Zodiac, full form Heidelin. He wants. He mm -hmm. wants perfect equilibrium, and he might be doing that to uh, a bloody end. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not necessarily reason to believe that, um, that the, the, again, the dissident didn't choose Heidelin's side. Heidelin doesn't want the rejoining to take place. Mm -hmm. Zodiac does. Someone that's standing in the middle could go either way, right? Yeah. Like, could still, could still want the rejoining, could still want to, like, restore the ancient peoples, but not necessarily want to do so in order to empower Zodiac and destroy Heidelin. Like... Could want to try and keep them both in check and sort of maintain that that status quo of a rejoined world uh, but again we we don't know so uh, after this long exploration of you know Elidibus and his origins and his motivations we're left with knowing knowing less than where we began which uh kind of sucks yep um, considering but, we're supposed to fucking figure it all out next patch yeah mm -hmm. But uh, Yishtola decides to remain behind in Anamnesis all by herself where nothing could possibly go wrong, where Elidibus definitely doesn't know where she is and definitely couldn't just appear and murder her at any point. It's perfectly safe to be there by herself. Um, she decides to remain behind to see if she can get more information, try and uh, get more of these recordings to, to trigger. Uh, when we return to the Crystarium to find that uh, everyone there has basically quit their jobs and wants to become warriors of light and peace out and travel the realm. Yeah, we haven't really brought mention to Thaler and uh, Venard much either in uh, in all of this, uh, who have yeah. suddenly been named and thus I suspect will die. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, either that or become antagonistic despite themselves. Yeah. Be used in some way. Yeah. And we kill them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to make of them other than uh, fun head canon that Thaler is maybe like. Well, I called him Budget Aaronvold, and I called Vernar Budget Hori Boulder, and then someone in chat was like, "Oh shit, they they they're gonna be Aaronvold and Hori Boulder's shards," and I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not? Wouldn't that be some Hell shit yeah. if all of a sudden their their souls rejoined with the OGs on Hell the yeah. source? Hell yeah." I don't want Aaron Vault to matter great. more again. He showed up one time to be like, yeah, I want to go find this treasure. See you yeah, later. I mean, I gave him a voice actor and everything. We still got um, fucking what's-her-name out there slaying primals with him. <laughs> Fordola, yeah, who Fordola, just got oh, left oh, in the oh, yeah. Just got left in what's the fucking dust. Uh, one day she'll be back. One day. One day she'll so. be back. I promise. Uh, Speaking of uh, names that get brought up in this patch, when they start trying to figure out the soul and everything, if one of the dialogues with around Jay says, if only Moonbrita could be here. If only Moonbrita had known. Sad. Yeah, we hear Moonbrita's name like every patch. Yeah, from awesome. him, because he never, he yeah. literally never stops blaming himself for that. Yeah. I mean, Oriol Jay blames himself for everything. He thinks he's responsible for the flood, for... Like everything, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Like, yeah, and and you know what? His response is just to get swollen enough to carry it. So there you go. Yeah, that's all it works. Ah, uh, good boy. Yep. So they all want to quit their jobs. Mm-hmm. 
um, inspired by Ardbert, and uh, well, convenient, he shows up again, summoning a star shower illusion. And we finally get the hard confirmation, uh, what we've been suspecting since the beginning of 5.0, what ties in 1.0, the beginning of ARR to Amarot to the Ascians to the Echoes, everything that what we see is a memory of the final days of Amarot. It's it's a it's an illusion. It's it's something that triggers a memory that is so traumatic um, to us. That is so like deeply printed on our souls that even sundered, even even as like a shard of our former selves, it it awakens uh, a sliver of this of this power of the power of the the ancients uh, wielded, which is what they refer to as as the echo. So you know what's very interesting about that? Cast your mm -hmm. mind back to the Echo and if you, the Echo Enhanced Sahagen of two point three. Yeah, that's that speaks. This isn't just people that two point two point one. Leviathan two point two. Two point two. Yes, two point yes, two. Yeah, you're right. Two point three. Split the difference. <laughs> yeah, split the difference. Um, which speaks because now I gotta wonder because obviously we know that the Amaratines and all the races were sundered. But mm. that should be a revelation that somebody has to make that these yeah. beast races that they look down on mm -hmm. are of equal parts technically capable of, of yes of, of, of at, at one time all belonging to one existence. So here's what's been going on for the last 10 years, basically. We think that the Echo is a gift of Heinlein. And then we see a Sargon getting it and... Um, Elidibus being like, yeah, I gave him the echo. And us being like, that's a gift from Highland. How can you do that? Um, obviously, either it's something that can be given by Highland or Zodiac or like, you know, what's up with it? What's the echo? Where's the echo come from? Um, we have this theory that, uh, you know, from, from 5.0 that it's like, oh, people that um, are the shards of ancient, like pre-Zodiac, pre um final day souls are the ones with the echo no everyone everyone has it um and and again this goes back to the concept of creation magic souls cannot be created what what the the constituent components of souls anima it cannot be destroyed it goes back into the live stream it forms new souls it breaks down it forms new souls um so half of everyone in amaroth sacrifices themselves to summon zodiac after Zodiac comes about, there are all these new souls, all, the, all these lesser souls that the ancient people are not too impressed by. Um, but what their souls are made up of are bits of the material that comprised of those original ancient souls. So as you get further and further and further away from ancient Amarot, you know, past Zodiac and, you know, the people that were born after him, past the Sundering, everyone in existence their soul is made up of stuff that was once part of one of these ancient souls. So everyone has the echo in them as this latent ability. And the Asians giving someone the echo is simple, is, is as simple as like showing them a postcard of the fucking final days of Amorot, um, which is wild. Um, and Heidelin being cognizant of this and being like, all right, well, 
the ASEANs are, are doing this to empower people. I just need to make sure that I have this constant like signal blast going out with my voice on repeat so that people think that it comes from me and people make this association and they'll be on my side. Um, but again, it's something that we sort of suspected that like the echo doesn't come from Highland, that the echo and the blessing are light are two different things. But we get a hard confirmation for that, finally, which is, uh, which is cool. Um, but the problem here, of course, is that Olympus does this to everyone in the Crystarium and is like, hey, you're all warriors of light now. Yeah, that can't be good. <laughs> Considering we just had to fight back a flood of light, um, and in fact, two more times in the very same patch. Uh, mm -hmm. probably not the best of things to, to have a bunch of people running around calling themselves warriors of light. Well, I have a couple, I have a couple of questions here. Um, we, we know that the star shower is an illusion. Mm -hmm. How do we know that the voice of Heidelin isn't another illusion conjured by Elizabeth? I would think that it was because I don't think she's suddenly mm -hmm. like, oh, you guys are awake now. Uh, 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 here, here, <laughs> think. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Like, like Emmett Selt would tell us the truth and just like omit things to kind of manipulate people. Whereas Lidibus just straight up lies. And he's been doing that. He's done that a lot. He, he lied to uh, Silver to get her over onto the first. He lied to Arburton crew to get them over onto the source. He lied to Ringer to try and get him on board. Like he, he has no, 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 no problems with just like straight up deceiving people. And uh, obviously that, that ties into his like, I guess mastery of illusion magic. The fact that he's been able to convince all these people that the warrior of light is awesome despite them thinking five minutes ago that it was like basically the devil. Um, I'm not convinced that that this is true, that this account we now have of everyone being capable of, of having the Echo Awakened is self-evident. So that's question one. Um, question two is, do the Scions now all have the Echo? No. No. We, we, we can't say. Like, from where I'm standing, like, we know someone has the Echo when we see them doing Echo stuff, Right. When we see them like reading, reading people's minds, being able to understand language, you know, having echo flashbacks or whatever. Until and and, and like we won't give an opportunity for that to happen because it's happened like right at the end of this of this chapter. So we're left in this position now where we have no fucking idea whether or not the scions have it until next patch. Yeah, and then to further compound the question, how will will it affect scions on? The first knowing their bodies are on source that could like, also be why they didn't get it is because that's well if the echo well, if the echo is just memory yeah um if if, it, if it's memory is being unlocked then it's got nothing to do with their body it's their soul and their mind so that that shouldn't True. matter yeah because not everyone there got the echo as chats bring up the p there are people who did not everyone hear. there heard the voice yeah, yeah. not everyone and mm -hmm. we're, we're under the impression we're not well the scions never say they did or didn't hear anything but they certainly don't mention that they did so mm. the absence of evidence. They didn't mention not, that they didn't. The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence, but I'm sure as yes. hell, you know, not feeling like they heard anything. Yeah, so that's a tough one. That's the second question. The third question is why? Why did he do it? Uh, cause he wants to 
He wants to teeter it back to where it was when uh, Vol 3 was there. He needs it to be a primed world for a rejoining, no matter what. He needs so a So getting people getting people to champion the lights and fight for the lights. He's creating a bunch of arbits to kind of escalate things back towards Umbral. Yeah, and I, I think he wants the Scions and us to be the ones who have to do Minfilia this bitch. Because we okay. have an Oracle of Light who can stop another flood, and we have enough souls to probably fuel that like Minfilia did 100 years ago. So he wants yeah. us out of the way, and he wants it back in that teetered state again. But... I know, here comes the... Uh, this is the foil to this. I know what this there's is. There's nothing on the source to to be ready for it. There's no Black Rose. Black Rose has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if a flood of light, like sort of re-triggered on the first right now it would end up like the void it would be useless well that's why i'm saying bring it to the teetered state like it was for because it was it was primed for like a hundred years valtteri essentially was keeping it in an almost primed state and then they just wait they just Mm -hmm. needed black rose even if they they prep it now they can get it ready see i think a little bit wants to kill us I think that too. That's what I, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I think we have an oracle of light to stop a flood, and we already know what the warriors of light had to do a hundred years ago to stop it. Mm-hmm. So we all have to die, and then we essentially end up in the same bit Arbert was, where we're like, I guess I'm just walking around now. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, a little bit wants to kill us, but I I don't really see like it's it's hard to imagine like what his plan is exactly right now. It's a tough one. He's an asshole. Yeah, he's a huge asshole. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but um, those those are the three big questions at the moment. Was was the voice of Heidelin just an illusion? Do people actually have the echo? Do the Scions have it? And like, again, we, we don't know what Lydibus is up to. We've been trying this whole patch to work out who he is and what he's up to, and we're no closer to the truth. I've got three more questions for you for the scenes that come after that. Please, let's because do it. Let's go. Though we end with those three questions for the main scenario, and then we get three more on top of that. Question number one, what's happening to the Exarch? I think it's obvious, sort of, but at the same time, it's what what is the end result of his, I guess, enduring pain while he tries to look for a solution? Because Well, it's, it's a not- win-win. <laughs> That's what I said. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's a win-win. Like, he finds a way back without killing himself and we go back or he doesn't and he dies and we go back. <laughs> like, <laughs> which was, which was a, his original plan was to, you know, top himself so that we could go back. Um, like at the end of 5.0 when everyone's standing around and be like, Hmm, how do we send you back now? Ariel James is just standing there. Like you're, you just got to kill yourself. You already said that. Yeah, he says it over and over again. He's like, listen, if all else fails, like yeah. we got plenty of weapons around. Like I can I can manage this. Yeah. He so just wants you to know, outprank Orion J. <laughs> that's his that's his final mission is to outprank. Though to be fair, yeah. he almost outpranked everyone except Orion J back when he was gonna take the light into the fucking mm. void between worlds. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not worried about that scenario. Like like I say, it's a win-win. We'll get back one way or another. I'm amazed that part of this solution has nothing to do with waking up Grahatia in the present. 
I'm actually quite surprised at none of their research because they're like, oh, well, obviously I won't be there to receive you, you know, on the other end. And I'm like, you are there. Just go wake his ass up. I know it's that's a cat nap, but come on. Yeah, I don't know if it's that simple. Like it took the. No, of course it doesn't. But he could tell us how to do it. Like, like it took the ironworks a long time to work out how to get in there and wake him up. But like, he could just tell us. <laughs> you really? Yeah, this is how they did it. Yeah, they 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 built a giant hand and it knocked on the big door so loud oh. that. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Clearly. Well, yeah, we got that, and then we see Xenos having a dream, walking through Amarot. And Which we can we only see... presume is him, because he has the resonant, but that doesn't mean that he can't, you know, see and, and hear that voice and, you know, go yeah. OG with that shit and awaken the echo. Yeah, I mean, the res the resonant is the echo. Yeah. Well, it's an artificial, the thing is, now we need yeah. an even be better description of what is artificial, like, how an artificial echo enhanced being deals with seeing that original vision. Because it's artificial, it's not real, but does that mean that they just triggered it without seeing the vision, or does it mean well, yeah. it's something else altogether? And Zeno well, well, says he's always dreamed it. He says he's always dream he's always dreamed that. That's not something new to him. Which is mm. even weirder when you think it about it. It seems like he, he like, when had... he says always, like what time frame are he's on? Like, I think he means always. always. <laughs> like since like since he was born. Like we we do not know when he was given the resonant. When he says always, right. like he might have been given the resonant as an infant. We we right. do not know. We know that he is some kind of prototype, like some kind of monster that Varus basically created in a lab. Um So we don't really know what that means. His yeah, parents, yeah, pretty Genova. much. His parents is mom pretty, is Genova. Basically. We're getting close to that being a reality, to be honest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um so that, and then the white room. That, that was question number two for me. Sly, what were you going to say? Final question? My final question was, what is Asahi doing? <laughs> Why is Asahi's body wait, there? Wait. Okay, well, we know, yeah, we know it's Asahi's body. Yeah. So I, I think it's him. I think it's straight up the same dude. When I think back to Asahi yeah. and how much trouble he caused when it was a little when it was uh xenos uh, alitibus alit alita xenos mm -hmm. how like how so like gong yeah like, i'll do exactly what you say man i'll do i'll do Bye. everything that motherfucker was an assian the whole time as far as i'm concerned i don't even think his body nah, was he wasn't he, an no i'm 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 feeling like that's not just his body Look, like that motherfucker they, they was needed, up to no good years ago they needed to recruit more assians yeah They've been needing to do that for a while. I mean, I mean, like Emmett Selg even says, like, yeah, we kind of got a bit of like a manpower shortage at the moment, and and like that's so clear, like what Elitibus was trying to do to Rianger in Heaven's Ward. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like Asai was just like an easy one. Was just like you know you <laughs> revive him and you're like, hey, you want to fuck shit up? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was already so, but, so here's the thing if that is the case he, he literally couldn't have been a better candidate he was literally doing what Asians do just mm -hmm. as a person yeah <laughs> so i don't want it to be him though i hate him i hate him so much dude if he comes so back don't leaning. tell don't tell big boss because big boss is is trying to live a peaceful life post sue you so yeah right oh man if we're leaning towards Asian by process of elimination, we do have names. Asian. Possible. It's a yes. It's a Asian. No. 
I thought, yeah, aren't I supposed to be it. the one to do yeah. that? I was just going to make a beer comparison. Oh, no, you go. I'll, no, I'll let you I don't space. even want to do it anymore. Oh, no, come on. Come on. You got you got something there. You're brewing something there for me. There you go. See, now you took the follow-up. See, I I knew I'd, I'd, I'd bring it around <laughs> at some point. Man, what I meant to say is that in terms of the Asian, who it could possibly hmm. be, we have four possible names based on process of elimination. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got way more than four. It could be Nabriales again. It could be a Mariloth again. Like, we know that they've got shards that can just be like... We also have to know, remember, every name we've ever heard for them is not their real name. They're all titles. It's not their real name. Well, yeah, actually, we don't know that with the Minor Asians. With the, do we know if the Minor Asians were, were their were, No, the Minor Asians are still of the Convocation. Okay, all right. Yeah. I just wanted so to make sure that I, I, I didn't remember. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but we so. know that if, if one of them is killed, then they're just like, oh, we'll just go get another one of their shards. Like, yeah, it's fine. But as soon as that motherfucker, so I real, I see the thing is, I didn't realize it until he smiled. Like I hadn't put the pieces <sighs> together of who I was, who I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Then he smiled and I went, I know that smile. I know that fucking oh. smug. He knelt down for that smile for you. Yeah. Really don't want it to be him. <laughs> God, I hate that prick. I'm just saying, don't let Big Boss find out. Even if it's not the original Asahi, if it's like a completely different soul using his body, and not just his soul reincarnated as a fucking Asian to do their bidding, don't let Big Boss find out. All right, because he's gonna be—he's—he is not gonna live a peaceful life knowing that motherfucker's still around. No, I can't imagine. Well, um, I mean that's. That's the MSQ. I yeah, guess. it just, like, it just, just ends. That's it. It's just yeah. like seeing 5.3, bitch. This is a part I'll, one. I was expecting so much more. Like the stuff we saw in the trailer that was all like right at the end, I was like, oh, this is going to be the lead in. Like, this is what it's going to be about. You know? And it was all the one. Well, here's the thing there are still some things from the trailer we won't see for another several weeks. Um, in 11 days is Ishgard. I you know, don't expect much there, you know, in regards to uh, lore. Well, I would say don't mm -hmm. expect much in regards to lore, but not from the trailer. Not not stuff from the trailer itself. The big thing will be Bajja. There's there's Bajja, obviously, yeah. even, even amongst the red herrings that we've now discerned what actually matters to Bajja and what doesn't, there's still yep. some question marks to be had there. Definitely, definitely. But the main story, luckily, as much as it ends abruptly, also drops big bombs across Eden and the Cinder Drift and the Sorrow Warlet. Yeah, so which do we want to do first? I think because the sto main story starts with the Sorrow of Warlet, we should go there. It's hard to tell because the main story starts tying into Sorrow of Warlet and ends tying mm. into Eden. Yeah. It literally yeah. has hands in, in everything. Yeah, okay. Well, let's uh, let's start with Warlet then. What's what's going on there? Man, that's fucked up. Actual daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Daddy is literal more of a daddy. daddy than we knew. Actually, uh. actual daddy. Yeah. Uh. So, rewinding back, when we started talking about the main scenario, we skipped the opening, which is us going to Alamigo to meet with Gaius and Raubon. He's trying so hard not to punch him. <laughs> the main, dude, the Warrior <laughs> of Light's trying way harder. <laughs> the Warrior of Light's just like, listen, I don't give a fuck what you've done, okay? I really don't. Uh, when I saw my warrior of light making that face, I was like, 
Shut the fuck up, Ethis. You're not yeah. like I couldn't. I really see, couldn't see the face. This, the late this doesn't represent me. I, I didn't have my toad mask on, so I got to see my face. Because otherwise, it would I, look uh, like that in the chat. It would, you know, I, I normally, I normally feel like pretty much on board with my character and attached to my character. And I was like, this, this is breaking my immersion. That is not my face that I'm pulling right now. Yeah. <laughs> what was your face in reality? Give me what your actual like, face was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. The only character emotion that ever looks like that is the Hildebrand one. <laughs> Where he's like. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's going to make that face. Yeah, when Gaius is glaring at me, I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, what that's all about is as, as we discuss in our 5.1 spoiler cast, you know, just to be the most frank as you can be, the Garleans have made a new Ultima weapon. Ethis' own words when we encountered yeah. Ark Ultima. He had already literally yeah. laid that plan out. Yes. And now we have that direct tie-in to the yeah. weapons from Final Fantasy VII. But it goes way beyond oh, yeah. what we oh. maybe have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the difference between Ultima Weapon and Proto-Ultima and the Ultima Beast and the one that Estinian fights uh, is the Heart of Sabiq. Um, the heart of Sabik is what gives Ultima um, the ability to absorb primals and use their abilities. Um, and um, the Garleans were sort of experimenting. Well, the Allegans originally were experimenting with using data from studying uh, primals in, in battle and being like, all right, how can we copy those abilities? How can we sort of like replicate them? Um, and... Uh, yeah, the Garleans are trying to do the same thing. What they've come onto is they forged a an orosite, uh, an artificial orosite, which ties into Ivalice as well. Yeah, which makes sense because we had already established the heart of Sabik was very possibly orosite because of mm -hmm. Ultima the High Seraph and the mm -hmm. similar relations to Ultima that we see to Ultima Weapon. Yeah. So yeah, and, and this isn't like a hard confirmation that the heart of Sabik is an orosite, but it's definitely something like that. Um, and it has the same properties as orosite. So orosites. Um, I mean, in 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 Ivalice, orosite was basically um, taking on the, the ether of people's like emotions and memories and passions and like amplifying them and sort of you know transforming them based on that. But basically, it's a it's a a storage device. Um, and uh, it can be used to store primals, souls, uh, or data. Um, and the Garleans were like, hey, let's do all of that. Um, we're going to create this weapon. We're going to absorb primals with it. And we're also going to load it up with data from uh, a certain someone. <laughs> A certain someone, yeah. So I guess let's talk about that first because that's kind of the elephant in the room, right? Yeah, um, there's a big elephant where I think everyone asked the same question when it came to this. Yeah, so phase two of Ruby Weapon is basically a, it's basically a Lukavi. Yeah. Um, it's it's the Orosite corrupting the pilot and transforming them into a uh yeah like a like an artificial lukavi of what they think is nail vandanus what we have encountered before is nail deus and who is actually in fact eula danus 
Yeah, no van. Um, so, and we don't know, well, Sid doesn't know where they got it from, but we have a pretty good idea where they got that data from. So, all right, let's take a step back in. Nail Nail Van Darnus, for those who haven't done Coil, who weren't invested in 1.0 or whatever, um, Nail Van Darnus was the legatus of the 7th Imperial Legion, uh, spearheaded Meteor Project, convinced Solus to let him go ahead with it. Um, pulled Dalamud out of the sky and dropped it on Eorzea, was tempered by Bahamut, but didn't know, um, and was worshipping Dalamud, not knowing what they were tempered by. Um, and as we found out much, much later on, it was never Nail Vandanus at all. Um, Nail Vandanus had died years and years ago on this ill-conceived mission um, that he was sent on by his father, returned home mortally wounded um, and died, um, immediately after which his fiancée, Bradamante, um, killed herself by impaling herself on his spear. Um, Yuladanus, his little sister, assassinated their father, um, uh, murdered everyone in Nail's, like, former inner circle, um, took her brother's identity, named his spear after his dead fiancé, and became this just monster of destruction and and vengeance um, that was kind of sent out to, like, the worst, most bloody, brutal conflicts across the Empire, just, like, fucked everything up. Um, and she's what we killed on the Riven Road, killed on the Riven Road at the end of 1.23. Um, and she is what was subsequently uh, denied death by Bahamut and transformed into Nail Deistanus that we fought in turn nine. Um, and that is what we fight. That is the data that they have programmed into this uh, Aura Sites. And we're trying to work out where it comes from. There's only one place that it can have come from. Coil. So I don't, I don't yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the reason we first go into Coil at 2.0, the reason we go into Coil is because we see, hey, these Allegan Coils have dropped into Eorzea. There's a bunch of tech, a bunch of information in there. And the remnants of the 14th Legion are going in there and they're collecting it. We have to stop them from getting their hands on that. It's only once we get in there to try and do that that we discover Louis Soir and Nail and sort of pursue that story arc. But we we open the path for them. The 14th Legion could get past ADS. And we open the path for them to sort of follow behind and we don't sort of, you know, do anything to prevent them from doing so. We don't really cover our tracks in any way. Um, so the Garleans have evidently like gotten down into that um, hollow deck of turn nine and they've collected tombstones, they've collected data um, of Nail Deus Danus and put it into this site and programmed Ruby Weapon with it. And that's what we're fighting. And it's Fucking wild. Again, with our tie-ins from 1.0 and ARR as we've been kind of like wrapping everything up in Shadowbringers, this is like another sort of nail in the coffin, if you'll pardon the pun. Pun intended. Why does everyone get on me for this? I don't understand. Because yours suck. Yours are terrible. That's literally what I used. No, that was completely organic, all right? 
Is that another pun because of... No. Okay. You see, that's, again, this okay. is what I'm talking I'm about. I'm just double-checking because <laughs> right. you've been throwing a lot of double entendres in there. So. All right, All right so what did I miss that? Yes. Like, going forward with the other weapons, like Sapphire mm. next, I guess, um, mm. what source material do they have left? They got Xenos, the they got Gaius, they have Regula, they have every general who's ever fought in their army yeah. and probably more <laughs> yeah well, I mean, they it's, have it's our seven... data <laughs> technically if we're thinking about it so the the seventh imperial legion okay we we thought like they were basically vicariously tempered by bahamut mm -hmm. and it's why they were so fanatically fighting on cardano even though they knew that they were all fucked um we know most of them died at cardano a couple of them joined Gaius's legion the survivors and basically we thought that that was it the the seventh legion is reformed and the seventh legion is what is spearheading this project for these mm -hmm. weapons so it's all gonna come from there somehow um and stuff from uh, presumably from them like cleaning up in Aeolosia, um and collecting data from either our previous fights or other things that have happened. Um, I'm very afraid they had too much data on us. My word, this data. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it could be stuff like that. It could be stuff from Alamigo. It could be stuff from Coil. It could be stuff from Azus Law. Like, definitely they've been collecting a, a shitload of stuff from, from Azus Law. Um, someone was suggesting that maybe, like, Livia could be programmed in there somewhere. Uh, maybe maybe Phoenix, you know, from from Coil, they've been diving into there. Like, we just we 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 can't say. I I um, think the last one's gonna be Gaius. I think I think it's gonna. I think one of them's gonna be Gaius. I think it's gonna be the last one, whatever the last fight is. I think it's gonna be Gaius's battle data. Diamond. Yeah. Hmm. Super Saiyan I wonder Gaius what that, would... that we fought. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what that would look like though. He's a Super Saiyan. We still, I still don't remember why he was okay. able to go Super Saiyan, but it's his, it's it's his armor. It's just like yeah. Magitek stuff. Yeah, he just goes. He literally becomes a Super Saiyan. So, uh... yeah, that uh, that shit. By the way, we haven't even talked about Daddy Gaius at all because yeah, we're literally just yeah. breaking down the semantics of he, the weapon. He's problem. everybody's daddy. He's everybody's daddy. You know, a big a big part of me was hoping that they'd go back to the threads that we know from, from guys rather than introducing new ones. Cause there's already dangling threads. Like, yes, it was brought in there a little bit, but like, we haven't, we haven't addressed Livia. We haven't addressed Nero again. Like guys is taking responsibility for the ultimate weapon project. And he thinks this is his mess to clean up. But like Nero is the one that reversed engineered the ultimate weapon and restored it. All of this stuff is based on his data, his studies. I mean, he might be involved in it. For all we know, he might be working with the Seventh Imperial Legion right now to create these weapons because he's like basically chaotic, fucking neutral. Like he'll do whatever he wants in the pursuit of, you know, a, a power and and being you know, better than Sid. Make yeah, exactly, making new toys. <laughs> For all we know, the next chapter we we could run into Sid and be like, yeah, no, I helped make that. Isn't it cool? Like, did you have fun finding it? It's pretty dope, right? Um, but the the pilots are, um. The pilots are Aura orphans from uh, Whirlit. 
that were sort of taken on by guys. So this is the thing that guys did. Like guys, unlike most Galians, didn't believe in the whole like racial supremacy yeah. of Galians. He was the only legatus that would uh, uh, basically promote non-Galians um, to like high-ranking officers. Yeah, like Rattan. Um and uh, for dollar. Um, and uh, yeah, these these were just like more orphans that he'd sort of collected, basically. And they wanted to follow in his footsteps. They were inspired by him and kind of committed to this project once, once he disappeared because like the ultimate project was like his last, it, it, it was his legacy as far as they were concerned. Like they didn't know that he turned coat, that he'd been manipulated by Asians and kind of gone against it. So they're following in his footsteps and um, uh, yeah, dying for it, which sucks for them. You know what the grand truth of all this is, though? That un- that he was accidentally Thanos? Just taking on orphans and being like... <laughs> guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's accidentally... Yeah, he's literally accidentally... He's like, I, you know, I killed your parents, but, you know, you're, you, you'll you probably grow up to be pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys probably didn't kill their parents, because guys isn't really about that either. Like, he can't get Alamigo without firing a shot. Um, yeah, I mean, Livio was a piece of shit, but yeah, she was kind of like mark on some of them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, I, and I feel like that's sort of him, like wanting to kind of see the best in these in these orphans, and just being kind of like naive, in a way. Um, that's like Rowena's gonna sell them date on. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> if Rowena they oh get their hands god. on Rowena we're fucking done alright um yeah so we're fighting his his uh adopted children Foster children yep. yeah we're fighting Rex Alphonse Melisandia Although, it seems he never actually adopted them they were just like hey should we call him daddy and they're like yeah let's call him daddy and he just like didn't argue against it I guess <laughs> yeah he's like sure Go nuts. Hmm. I honestly think that's a. This is going to be like the central theme of this patch, just fighting a bunch of fucking kids, including Rain. Yeah. Like, we're just killing everybody. Like, what yeah. the fuck? This is beating, like a really fucked just, up we're patch. Just beating children. We're just beating adopted children in this patch. Hell yeah. Um, but essentially, with, uh, with the, the weapon project, the weapon itself. It has almost like a bioorganic core with the person melded to it, essentially. Mm-hmm. And in this one, the first child is Melisandia, mm-hmm. who is uh, piloting the ruby weapon. They give us a little bit of mm-hmm. background on her, too. Uh, not much, though, just what Gaius said. They even said that, the notes even say, don't trust Gaius. We don't know. He could still be lying. Mm-hmm. It says, parents killed when their homeland with their homeland was taken by Imperial Territory. And was struck by a, quote, epidemic. Hmm. That's what it says. It says it was struck by an epidemic. Which, uh, considering what the Garleans are doing nowadays, I don't like ever hearing that an epidemic was involved. Yeah, that's a little sus. That's very sus. It's yeah. beyond sus. You could, be, could have been early Black Rose before it was perfected and wasn't this end-of-the-world drug that they've eliminated since then. Could have been uh, their very own version of Kefka, even. Just dropping a bit of poison into the fucking thing. You never know. Somebody fucked with something, though. Asians. Asians, of course. 
Um, they said it's normal that she started despondent and introverted, but then becomes very confident in herself, which is displayed in her piloting in the fight. And she was 30 years old at death. I've hmm. been taking notes, as you can see. There you go. <laughs> and next up is Rex. Yes. Who uh, I will... they did this anime color-coded, like... They, they warned well, us how not. anime this was going to be. They warned us this was going to be, like, super anime. It does well. Yeah, people talk about the color coding, but like Melisandia didn't have red hair. Do we ever see her in her adulthood? We only we don't see, see her, her... In, her, in her child. No, yeah. but she had white hair as a child. Well, Allie, um, doesn't it? Ali and Ali, Ali and Alphonse have white hair. Rex and Recon both have blue hair. So doesn't work. There's no one there with green hair. I think I think the Rex blue hair sapphire weapon is just. Coincidence. Did not say Recon's hair was blue. <laughs> yeah, Recon's hair's blue. I Allie's Ali and and No, it's not green. It is very I'm colorblind. It is very green. green. I'm colorblind and I was like, oh, I see what they're doing here. Maybe it's my reshade then, because I was like, yeah, that's blue. It's blue. I'm yeah. colorblind and I was Maybe like, I see what they're doing here. I see. All right. <laughs> okay. No. Alright, there you go then. And if I've got reshade. it right, you've definitely got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Okay. There you, there you go. As soon as I saw that, I was like, that. I yeah. will never turn off reshade. That's yeah. not going to happen. So, yeah, Rex Rex says he's piloting the Sapphire weapon next. We can assume Recon will be the Emerald weapon. And since mm -hmm. Ali and Alphonse both share the same hair color, there's a lot of question marks about that last yeah. bit. Um, one of the Co-piloting. Well, so that's this, this is the thing we got to talk about. So we've been talking about how the ruby weapon is essentially creates a Lukavi. We've been talking about this guy as his stepchildren. We haven't kind of touched on the fact that when what actually happens to the pilot in the ruby weapon, in a sense, like the exact science behind it and how the characters so far are kind of dealing with that realization. Because it seems like the pilots learned just as much as we did about oversouling in... Uh, in this patch. Well, they, they, I think they knew like technically what was going to happen, but like, it doesn't mean that when it happens, they're like into it. Yeah. There's you know? definitely that moment of being like, oh fuck. Like I knew this was going to kill me, but this hurts a lot. Yeah. So what happens with the Ruby weapon is it starts with the, the pilot is again, basically through the synthetic aura site is by, is bioorganically attached to the core. Um, not, not until it goes into oversoul. Well, I, they, they certainly are all going to go that way. Let's be honest. About oh yeah, it. The, so the, the core, the core's powering it. The core contains whatever primal is that's absorbed, which I really, really want to know for Ruby. Um, it's uh, we we know that that it has ostensibly absorbed some primal from one of the other regions, um, but yeah, it's it's only once it goes into Oversoul that that like bioorganic melding happens. But well, basically, like again, they, they become a Lukavi. Yeah, it's it, um, it sucks the ether out of them and creates this this organic being that just warps their mind. They essentially become yeah. a pilot against their will that thinks and acts and and believes they are the combat whoever the combat data in this case nail. They even say, mm. "I'm not." No, I'm not. I'm not. Yes, I am. Mm. And then that's, that's it. There's the, what it's and then and then as it. that nail becomes more cognizant, it knows that it's not nail. I know that that, yeah. that it's Eula. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, it's it's suddenly like as you go through the fight, there's a lot that's said in the dialogue across the Ruby yeah. weapon. Yeah, Dalmor did fall. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're like, wait, no, I know Dalamud fell. I know it. They're just, it just can't. It's, it's, it almost, I don't know if that's a result of it being incomplete or if it's actually straight up becoming cognizant of it, of, of its existence not being what it believed it was. The head sneak yeah. of Bradamance. Yeah, it says, first I lost my, first I lost my brother, I think it says, and then Bradamante. Yeah, and, then, and then, yeah, and then, yeah. And presumably Eula was very close to Bradamante as well, because Bradamante yeah. was... Nails, uh, fiance is betrothed. Yeah, it was great. The, 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 I, yeah. I, I was very happy with the in-fight dialogue. Even the little things like the pilot not being able to con- control the speed during yeah. Raven's flight. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, we're we're gonna like um, speak more to this when we talk about Eden, but this patch has really demonstrated like how much they have mastered the ability to sort of like tell a story through a fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even if yeah, it leads it to way too many cutscenes on farm parties, way too that's, many times seeing that's that cutscene. worth it. It's, it's worth only it. worth it because there's a goddamn checkpoint at the end, so I only have to see it once per yeah, instance. That's, that's it's not fair. like Hades where every time I have to fucking sit there and be like, "Come on, just exaflares." <laughs> I know exaflares. Let's go. Come on. Uh, well, anything else we need to speak to for for Ruby? Allie. And her almost, she is not like the other four, it seems. She is not as gung-ho about this whole fucking weapons project thing that's going on here. That's the big question mark I have, because with Allie and Alphonse both having the same color, I'd assume that that, their weapon will be piloted by both of them. But I almost feel like Allie's going to be unwilling, almost, in Mm. a sense. Made an unwilling Mm. part of that experiment. Because she wants so to be She's some like, conflict Yo, he, between he them. might be able to get us the fuck out of this situation. Mm. And, and the other people are like, no, we'll just, we're going to get in these robots. We're going to kick his fucking ass. They're like, we're going to die when we fight. You understand that? They're like, one of us already didn't make it. And they're mm. like, and then Rex is like, nah, I'm next. Come on. You think I'm going to oh, lose? We, Come on now. Did we forget about the quote at the end uh, with uh, Gaius' companion? He was like, he was like, yeah, oh, and there's that. Too. Yeah, yeah. If you go back, if I will kill think you. Think about. If you even think about it, I will kill you. And the most interesting thing to me there was this guy being confident that he was able to kill Gaius. I'm like, who the fuck fuck does this guy think he is? Like, you know who you're talking to? Like, Gaius fucking Belsar. Gaius calls him daddy. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know about that. We also have to remember Gaius is actually, even though we don't see it technically, Gaius is actually incredibly injured. Right now, from his first yeah, we were trying to fight Ruby before, yeah, yeah, but but still, that still like he dropped the van. He's no longer guy's van Belsa. He's guy's fucking Belsa, man. (laughs) What? You know know his name. You know his name in in Latin. Guy's Belsa literally means king demon fucker. (laughs) Okay, so what is the fucking in Garlean like? nomenclature mean like what rank is that a oh, fuck i mean it's above van i'll tell you that it means, much it means it, it, it's <laughs> daddy rank that's it yeah that's it it's wow. daddy rank oh man yeah that's um, true by the way his name his name in latin means like gaius like mounter of demons which makes sense for yeah. ultimate weapon in a sense yeah. ties in quite well to his and that's uh, very euphemistic 
stop. Stop it. I'm serious. It's King Damon fucker. That's his name. <laughs> uh, what? Why are you laughing? Because it's funny. <laughs> Don't act like it's just not funny because it is. You want to know what else is it's funny? It's hilarious. Dude, this, the fucking guy who gives us access to the EX weapons, this, this dude who's just all about, like, this, this Magitech. He's like, yeah, I love weapons. I just really like, like, killing devices and shit. <laughs> I'm gonna make a statue to this killing device that you've killed, and that's gonna help you relive the memories. Yeah, they put a mecha weeb in the game. <laughs> they put a just super a fucking super weeb. Yep. In the game. <laughs> uh, everyone who like knows all the terms for it. Someone says he's a gunpla nerd. This is too many. Oh, don't out yourself, please. Don't do it. Uh. It's I don't I I love this 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 is a story that there's only one remaining question do we do we get four trials finally in a series we have Ruby we have Sapphire named but everyone knows what happens to Sapphire in seven mm-hmm. that's what makes the so draws the question like wouldn't, are we gonna wouldn't it be Sapphire wouldn't it be wild if like the secret trial is one of them being dropped into Baja it'd be cool. I mean, we know for a fact, this is the only reason why I'm not shutting this theory down, is because mm-hmm. we know we're getting a second EX level trial with Bajja. Although we've had more mm-hmm. clarifications about that, apparently for your first weapon, you just go through solo, including a trial. The trial is, there's a solo version. But then they said mm-hmm. the EX version becomes available after that, so I'm assuming you get your subsequent relics after the freebie through the EX, like through totems from the EX. That's what I'm assuming, but we don't know that for certain. I'd be okay with that, but I, I, if they're willing to do two EX level trials in a patch, even if it's kind of weird because we don't really know exactly how the Relic one's going to work, I'm leaving open the option to a Sapphire normally X and an Emerald normally X and a Diamond normal EX. I'm leaving it open. I'm not shutting that theory down. I'd be into that. Do we think that... I'm, I'm getting opinions here, though. Do you think that we just get a solo trial a la... Sorbin for Sapphire, or we just get like story or something that doesn't pan out. I think out that'd be likely. I, I think I think that would be likely. I think I'd be more likely, and we'll get the three AXs. But I'd I'd love to get four. That'd be great. I think it's less likely we get four, but it'd be nice. I'm just not shutting it down. I want it, yeah. and I would be, and I I think they have the resources for it now. They're at least there's, yeah. I mean, there's no reason why we can't have two extremes in a in a patch. That's what happens in every point oh. Yeah, it's just, you know, literally the patch we go from two dungeons to one, we get an extra EX trial. So, mm. and then, and I'm just saying, I just won't be surprised if it happens. Leave me alone, phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I've, I had it on for earlier because I had a tech coming. Oh, I can't wait for this. This was great. I, I was super mm. happy with this. Um, now, the main story starts with this. By the way, there is something in the main story I want to go back to that we super skipped over, but not yet. Please? We, okay. I guess we might as well go to it now. We didn't talk about the in-room, where you pick the role quest character. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, we, we all pick Ciela, right? Did you, Sly? Did you pick Ciela? No, I only have one choice. It's fine. <laughs> oh, you only did oh. the one role quest? Oh, oh yeah. no. Okay, so you were with um, Lyric. Uh, what did Lyric say? Uh, 
he wanted to get the band back together and, and he was like I, I really forget like the full extent of it but he knew that pretty much we were there was no sense in doing so and we were way better than him anyway hmm. and I know I know I'll eventually do the other Jesus <laughs> Christ yeah Ciela literally walks up to you and be like I know exactly what's happening like she's yeah. very ominous and and like please please yeah, just put just him back in the ground put him yeah literally put it like bury his body again I was so glad about this because I was like when when we saw Arbit like marching up to the Crystarium, I'm like, where's where's Silver? Where is she? What's she gonna have to say about this? So that was really nice. Yeah, I, I do have to go back and watch the other four. Obviously I have all the options on like Sly, who only has one option. And it happens <laughs> to be for the character that I like least. So you've literally disappointed me in every way possible. Me too. I, I, <laughs> stupid little cat boy. Spoiled little bitch. Like literally no no Gian. Well he's not spoiled no. anymore. He's on his own. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. It's a little he got the, his story got no money anymore. so that's that's He's still it. a bitch yeah God. i mean and also everyone put up the uh the pouring animation for the water everyone being super impressed with the tea pouring <laughs> everybody's like yeah. that's that's where your other fucking dungeon went in that yeah. water 32 <laughs> bit died for this oh man yeah i'm really I was surprised to, to see me drinking something yeah, because Sayella, because we, I honestly, my first thought as soon as I saw Sayella, I was like, Unakahai, do you have, what, do, where are you? And then he's just like, I'm busy not being important. What do you need? One day. One day. One day. There you go. Ah, one day. All right. So that's, that's the one thing I, that we totally forgot to talk about with the main scenario. And now we go to the other end of the main scenario with Eden. Ah, Eden. Uh, we are finally, we are introduced to Squall 2.0, also known as Gaius. I mean, Gaia, sorry. Not Gaius, he's not quite Squall. Gaia, Squall 2.0. Before we, before we dive into this, I just want to, like, get this off my chest. Man, the dialogue was so Kingdom Hearts and so cringy. <laughs> I just, like... Guy, guy, I like a design, I like a character, but like the dialogue for her and the self-pitying bullshit, I was just rolling my eyes. Well, she's really, really hard. You she's didn't want to go for, you didn't want to go for coffee biscuits. She's, she she literally plays out all of Squall's character development in a patch, like it in was, all yeah. of Final Fantasy VIII. She plays out <sighs> it, the it, whole thing, going from intolerable get her the fuck away from me shut your mouth to oh people other people matter yeah. she does it in a patch. it was it was very nomura um and it was yeah and also, i don't think it would have been it is worth mentioning nomura had nothing to do with writing for this character they did this with his design oh yeah 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 they mm -hmm. they but they did it like intentional yeah They're like well we're gonna we're gonna make a kingdom hearts um i i found this like i think i found it so jarring just because all the other dialogue elsewhere in Shadowbringers has been so organic and like such a such a step up and so much more like believable and natural. And this was just not like at all. Are you kidding like, me? I she says love... the most believable thing in the whole patch. Oh yeah? Yeah. When Orianjay's talking, she's like, I don't know what you're fucking saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you see, that doesn't resonate me, with me at all. I hear her say that. I'm like, shut up. Speak for yourself, you little brat. You're just like, how do you listen to the this grown-ups guy? The grown-ups are talking, guy. The grown-ups are talking. And then, and then one thing about her, her character, like, the one thing I hate about it is how, like, in cutscenes, she's this certain way. She's so... She's so anti-everybody but herself. And then right when the fight starts you hear like con- literal concern out of her voice mm. especially for rain too which is opposite of what we've known so far like mm. she's some deer no yeah i just i just don't like I, I i like her design i like where she ends up as a character but like her her arc and i think i think that's it as well as like they just tried to like do that whole trajectory, that whole arc in like three cutscenes, and it was just like, eh. um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so that so that so that's Gaia. We 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 go back. Oracle of Darkness. She's awake. She doesn't have any memories. She thinks she's from Yulmore, but no one remembers her from Yulmore. So she's mm. probably like super not from Yulmore, guys. Just saying. I, so I wouldn't be surprised if she is from Yulmore, but I I, I think she's older than. 15 or 16. I think she's probably actually been around for the whole hundred years. Okay. The, that hmm. the, All right. I think the fair, I think her fairy has maybe just the slaging. So, yeah. So yeah. Well, that's the thing we know. We know her fairy, um, was <laughs> in stasis, um, as, as a result of what my, my chat's like, don't say she's 100 years old. Don't do that. You don't oh want that God. conversation. No, 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 no. Don't, you know what? I didn't even that. I didn't even consider that no. chat. We're not going there. All no. right, you stop. You stop you right stop. now. You stop yeah. right the fuck now. Stop. Well, actually, she's 100 years No, don't do it. No. Stop it. FBI, open up. That's it. I'm getting... Chris Hansen, like, why don't you have a seat right here? Why don't you have a seat right here? Listen... So before we go any further, oh, that reminds God, me, we have, did somebody, did we have uh, so I think his name is PG underscore animation on, uh, on Twitter, made a fantastic image that anytime this conversation comes up, I'm going to have to bring on the screen. So thank you, PG I didn't want animation. this to come up. Did we have to nope, do this? Nope. FBI, this is me, FBI, open up, open God up, there you go, that's it. That's me as a dancer, FBI. I mean, that's beautiful. That's, I like that. That's it. That's that's my that's my FBI chakram right there. That's very flattering. There you go, FBI. Open up. That's it. You're done. All right. We I didn't want to do will. this. <laughs> didn't I? Didn't want to do this. Um, but you know what? Um, we know that that her her fairy has been like in stasis as a result of like the permeation of light yeah. and it was only like once we brought the darkness back and once um we activated eden then it's suddenly like straight in there takes over yep um so do we want to start with that plot line or do we want to start with the two primals we fight so let's start with i think we should i think gaia is they they did they did the story beat exactly as i wanted them to they set up okay. more pieces for the actual plot line of Eden, its origin, you know, why there's so much interaction between, you know, Gaia, Eden, the 13th, the first, the light, the dark. There's just, there's, there's all these hanging threads that are unanswered with a lot of questions mm-hmm. for the final mm-hmm. tier. And mm-hmm. they fucking wrapped up this whole restore the empty thing now. 
which is exactly what I wanted them to do. It was a little transparent that that's what they they were doing, I think. Yeah. Um, it's like first, I mean, it was basically like, we're going to bring rain. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make it rain. Let's, uh, let's do some lightning. See, see if that works. Uh, shit, that didn't work. Um, uh, fire, fire and winds. Yeah. We do them both at once. It'll rain real, real good. What could go wrong? That was literally it. Real J is just like, yeah, let's make it rain. Um, and I, I felt like there, there was so much in this tier that was like the fight designers going to uh, Oda-san and Koji and Ishikawa and being like, hey, this is how we want to fight. It's going to be freaking awesome. Make it happen. Um, and that's fine. You know, that's how it should be, right? Like gameplay comes before law. Absolutely. Like 100% of the time. But um, that's what it was. We wanted to make it rain and we, we made it rain. Is there much yep. more to say about the first two fights? Uh, not really, because the first two fights act as business as usual, just so we can have intermissions where Gaia doesn't give a shit, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, again, she's going through Squall's character arc all in four fights, essentially. Yeah, sure. Which, is, you know, is an unfortunate reality. <laughs> about sure. Uh, so, um, fight three... This one was really interesting to me. Um, so the Oracle of Darkness, okay? Um, at least as far as we understand at the moment, we've kind of like accepted that. Orianger is on board with that. She's the Oracle of Darkness. Um, what that means is she contains a sliver of Zodiac within her. Yes. Um, in the same way that Minfilia as the Oracle of Light contained a sliver of Hydaelyn. Um, and uh, that sliver is what what we fight in uh in e7 like that 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 fairy is a sliver of zodiac the heart of darkness mm -hmm. yeah something along that, was those so, lines. that was so wild to me it's like that's that's our zodiac fight we have a zodiac fight and we have a freaking highland fight which we're gonna yeah. come to in a minute but we have it we have a zodiac fight it's like the most innocuous kind of thing that like most people don't even realize that we're fighting freaking zodiac in e7s um and uh this sort of like helped with um the prevailing theory of sin eaters why sin eaters coming to novrant rather than just hanging out in the empty is because they're attracted to astrally aspected ether which they need to feed on to make sure that they don't go like full umbral and just like freeze and end up stashes or whatever um so they kind of flock to this incredible source of astral energy and uh the heart of darkness is just kind of using like like manipulating its astral energy to sort of direct these sin eaters at us and that's how you get that kind of light and darkness sort of aesthetic to that fight but yeah if if she is in fact the oracle of darkness as we understand what we are doing is fighting freaking zodiac like a sliver a of zodiac sli yeah, anyway a, a portion of it because the, yeah. the idol of darkness mm -hmm. literally comes from inside of her and form yeah. it's not just like so it's not like she was when she first appeared where she flew in from this portal of darkness and you know yeah. cradled by this this unknown beast that yeah. We now know why that beast was cradling her. It's because of the exact same thing the Idol of Darkness does to control the Sin Eaters. Yeah. But it's like what, whatever was put inside of Minfili to make her the word of the mother before she became the Oracle of Light, it's the equivalent of that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a literal piece of like a, like a little shard of Zodiac. It's just 
so wild to me how like they just kind of like just Slip completely innocuous. Yeah, it was that doesn't crazy. mean we won't actually fight a more direct embodiment of Zodiac. Oh, for sure we will, of course. Yeah. I mean, shit, they could even use her for that in Eden if they really wanted to for you to to straight up make, like, you know, a vessel for that. But we're more likely to see mm -hmm. something like that pan out with, like, Xenos or, or mm -hmm. you know, Elidibus or something along those lines. Something, something more direct to the main scenario, mm -hmm. more likely. Uh, and, yeah, that third encounter, it's unfortunate because that third encounter suffers from third encounter syndrome, uh, which is a topic for the next show, I suppose. Okay. It'll probably a raid show fair. in the next couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. But it is finally that piece that kind of propels Gaia's character to take what I would call the act two of Squall's character arc, where he mm -hmm. realizes he's just kind of been an idiot the whole time, or mm -hmm. he's been selfish or self-centered, or that he's 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 a piece of shit. All right, that's the way he realizes it sooner or later that he should care about other people. Despite his his original thought, that literally that fight propels that whole thought process for her, and suddenly she cares. She just goes through the whole act too while she's unconscious. Yeah, well, she wants to like take her destiny in her own hands as well. She's yeah. like, I'm sick of being manipulated by this thing. Like, screw this thing. It's always controlled me. I want to control it. Yeah, essentially. Um. So by destroying it, basically we quell that and help her do that. Um. And then. We're like, all right, last element is left is ice. Damn right it um, is. Ice is, as as far as Orianger explains it, ice is almost always like very much towards the umbral spectrum. Like obviously like all elements can be aligned to either astral or umbral, but like there are certain elements like like lightning is kind of the one that's like most inclined towards astral and ice is apparently mm -hmm. the one that's most inclined towards umbral. So Reem, she gives this really weird like double barrel explanation. She's like, um, Eden's gonna struggle with this one because it's gonna be like really hard to kind of separate from the, the sort of umbral nothingness. Um, and me with my powers as the Oracle of Light, I'm gonna go down there and help like lift this ice out of the ground and, and channel it. And then the other thing is like, when we're done, I want Eden to be a force for good and I wanna teach it how to do This that. is one point where I said Reen should have just shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> he should have just shut the fuck up. Like I volunteer as tribute. No, sit your ass down. Sit your yeah, ass. like we're not no, ruining no, no. this. No, ruining this for me. She ruined this for me. She ruined oh, my she memory. ruined it for you. Oh, she ruined yes. the memories. Oh, I see. I see. Because I was more like, Reem, you're the Oracle of Light. You have this incredible capacity for manipulating Umbral Ether. You want to go down there and let a primal take control of your consciousness, and you don't think anything is going to go wrong surrounded by an infinite reservoir of Umbral fucking Ether. You really think that's a good idea? It wasn't. <laughs> it was a really um, bad idea. She, she also gave the control. reason that the original summoning, like Isail, like the, our memory. Sorry, of she it, gave the reason that what? You she a, a part of her other original reasoning was that. Well, her, part of her other reasoning was that the original summoning that we experienced our memories was somebody taking mm -hmm. Shiva's ether into herself. Yeah, but that's dumb. That's it stupid. is dumb. But I'm just it, saying she at least said that. Yeah. Sometimes that's a, that's I really nothing. think we really. 
we re- one we really shouldn't have told her. If, yeah, like, we should just lied. We should just lied. You weren't there. My head cannon. We tell her that we fought like something akin to a minion, and then mm-hmm. our fight looks like looks like uh, Lords of Reminion, and we just we just yeah right yeah yeah no yeah. we fought it like a Mandragora like yeah yeah <laughs> that's it. Yeah, make we, it we make this shit eat like equally harder on ourselves by telling the fucking truth. Like, god damn it, just lie a little bit. Fuck. I was just so glad all of my theories came. Every single one of my theories came to pass on that on E8. And, really? Well, send some that didn't, but also all mm. all the ones I did, and then yeah. some. I think there's did the you... major, the made the most major one was not one of my my predictions. So you didn't um, you didn't expect us to be finding Heidel? No, I didn't expect Heidel in the sun. No, us. I didn't. I wasn't god, that was. Them. That was uh, that was fantastic. So okay, so so explain for people that are kind of unclear. Um, when you summon a primal into you, you it's very very hard to retain control. Um, and Reen having this sliver of Hydaelyn inside of her, and having this um, immense capacity for manipulating light aspected energy, phase shifts between um, our image of Shiva and uh, her own what would be her own primal form taking on a primal, which is a primal form of, of, of Heidelin. Right. Uh, and she's phase shifting between the two. And then she does the fucking Heidelin kick. She sunders us. And I, I, I just want to set up the stakes uh, for this fight in, in the, in, in the second phase where we're doing with those ads there, that is all of the elements that we've been restoring pouring back into the crystal and converting back to pure light. In the, the stakes for that fight, if we do not defeat Reen, if we do not stop her when she's in that Heidelin form, she is going to reverse all the work we've done with Eden and she's going to complete the flood of lights. Like that, that is like the pinnacle of like Shadowbringer's stakes for us. Um, and like, 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 like I, was, I was saying earlier, like the MSQ is the weakest part of this patch for me. It's not necessarily because the MSQ was weak, but because like there's just so much in in Eden here in particular to like raise the stakes here. It was just phenomenal. Um, so we got that. And I also uh, want to say, the, so the things I did predict, A, it would be mm-hmm. Shiva, which I, I took back that. I took that back a little bit when Refulgence came out as the name, even though obviously the German translation was more directly translating to freezing or like a crystalline, mm-hmm. like a, like crystallizing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ultimately ended up coming to fruition. Um, I predicted that we would have the most accurate memory of Shiva and that it would probably be reflected in the being the most accurate appearance of the primals or at least closest to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Savage, I predicted Trace Vulgar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking the Shiva fight was going to be like, you know, Reisvelger, uh, you know, Yzel, uh, Orchifon. Um, I absolutely did not anticipate us fighting a Highland Primal. And like, it was, the, it was one of like my, my probably top five PogChamp moments in this whole freaking game was kind of seeing like the silhouette of her ribbons behind her back forming that Highland like silhouette. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, hold, hold the fuck up. And then, her doing the Heidelin kick, and I was just like, "The thundering, yeah." What? What is yeah. this? What? That wasn't very smart, Rain. Oh, and then she just straight oh. up almost loses control of it in the back half. When she yeah, was defeated. Yeah, it's only oh, man. through Gaia using some of Zodiac's power. 
Yeah, like a hammer. which was awesome. And I'm a little disappointed that that wasn't that that scene wasn't in Savage. I'm not surprised it wasn't. Yeah, same. Because it it literally like it served to it's remind you how lap. shit your duty finder group was is pretty much all it was good for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If if you wipe here, you've you've had. I know you've had a bad time. <laughs> I like they added the rice velga thing. I think that was that was good. That was really cool. I thought it was really interesting that rice velga was just straight up rice velga. Right, like we had a much clearer memory of Reisvelga than we have had of any of these prowls, right? Yeah, we literally poured the memories in, and you know what? Right before the fight, both of the thing, both of the options you have, you meant you can either mention Reisvelga, you can mention mm. Sale, mm. and both of those things come through. It's just, I'm so glad that they they let our memory of that primal this was the exact reason i wanted shiva as the last fight because our memory mm -hmm. was going to be the most intense the most emotional and probably yeah. the most accurate yeah and and i think it was to be fair yeah yeah what's why it needed like i agree it needed more e-sale like <laughs> the fuck yeah i would have liked that but at the same time, that would have been really, that would have been really like bitter and would have felt like almost like, I don't know, shitty for like her memory to channel that. What? Like, do you really want dialogue with Yazelle being like, why the fuck are you dragging my soul back from the, back from the live stream to kick my ass again? Yeah, we already dragged it back to we just yeah. dragged a sail in Oshfont back to beat Nidhogg, so... Yeah, can you just let me sleep, please? Yeah, yeah Garuda was also really accurate, too. Was, they were just like, hmm. Bird lady, tits, got it. <laughs> literally it. They're like, okay, it's gonna be a little bit off, but that's... Warrior of no, Light no, no, literally no, covered up her tits. Far. They covered up her tits in this one, which is... Oh, yeah. uh, you, would, you would know. You would and have then, I, would. I yeah, do you think that the sun. reason Ifrit turns out looking like he does is because you're thinking of the more humanoid-looking Garuda, and it influences your the channeling of Ifrit's memories. And then mm. when they decide to do the whole rock to poxit thing, that's all on them. I didn't think of that at all. I, I know that I know the big thing yeah. with rock to poxit is specifically Orion J reminds you that these two elements need to be working in in tandem yeah. and that's what leads to it but i didn't do yeah. that all right i didn't fucking or, do that Orion, Orion Jay also mentions that it sets a precedent like we've never seen primals do this before yeah and uh they are primals yeah so I mean, that's a precedent Pasca, said they can they can do that yeah Pasca, have to want to like red, I like wi red yeah. wings or garuda you know so. yeah yeah um you know what's interesting though is that it harkens back to um, 2.0 where mm -mm. Uh, Ultima forced the the summoning of Titan and a freight alongside Garuda and Garuda was like, "Give me, give me your ether. Let's do this. Let's fusion dance." And they're like, "No, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." But it seems like that Garuda even. I mean, it's like a callback to that and that Garuda like knowing somehow that that was possible and. Um, this being like an alternate take of that. And I mean, it works because as chat's pointing out, Garuda, Ifrit just constantly is like, Garuda, you suck. The whole time. <laughs> He's like, you're so <laughs> shit. Let, let me, me handle this. Sit back. Sit, yeah, back. sit back. Get out of here. Let's... And then it's like, we'll fight them together. And then they're like, all right, this shit isn't working. Uh, you got Patara? No. All right, we'll do the dance. 
essentially how it boils down. But when we're all done with uh, we're all done with fighting Shiva, Gaia has come full circle, accepts Rina as kind of this similarly aged co compatriot in a sense. You know, the, the the road trip to the road trip to being friends, the road to mm -hmm. being friends on that one. And uh, Thancred gets to watch on as a as a proud dad that his his little girl has made a friend. Jealously, he's jealous. But, a little bit of sweet, yeah. Yeah. No. Wait, do we think that? See, before this, I think we were all the same opinion that like Thancred's gonna want to stick around when it comes time to go back to the to the source. I was of that opinion as well. Yeah, and I'm starting to think now, like obviously it was always going to be to his detriment if he did decide to hang around, but maybe now he won't have to. Maybe now he won't feel like he, he has to stick around. Well, I think that's kind of the whole point here because after after we establish that, so in the empty, life is just straight up sprouting. Not just rain now, literally like grass is starting. Like there's, there's yeah, job, job's done. Job's it's done. only a matter of time. It's yeah. literally just let the ether do its thing at this point. Don't let anything fuck it up along the way, which, you know, mm -hmm. expresses a concern of Eden doing that after they leave. Um, and, uh, that's it. It's over. But they knew that 5.3 is going to bring some big shit. So mm -hmm. after you finish the 5.2 main scenario and Eden, you get to join Reen, Thancred, Orianjay, and Gaia in the Crystarium so they can let her know we're leaving soon and we won't be around to see this tale to its conclusion. Which is a mm -hmm. pretty big tell of 5.3's events. Yeah, I mean, whether or not they're going home or whether they're going to be like at a commission for some other reason. Yeah, it's a bit of, bit of a spoilerino. They just had essentially it's insurance for anyone doing it now because somebody could do this later and not see the scene. It's insurance for anyone seeing it now that they won't it's like canonizing why they're not in the 5.4 because they're probably just going to straight up never show up in that quest yeah like you're yeah. going to start the 5.4 one and it's reen and guy and that's it you're good nothing yeah. else you're not going to see them i'm not at all. i'm not looking forward to that i'm not i'm not looking forward oh no i'm serious i'm serious like like what, whatever happens it's going to have like some big law connotations and we've got reen who has no fucking idea what's going on and guy who just doesn't give a shit she gives a shit now She's trying. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't give a shit about the law. She's not going to be like, "Oh, that's so interesting." The law. Like, what's happening here? We don't have a real. <laughs> no, that's like, what I'm. The law. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm. I'm going to be there having to piece it together and like, you know, make sort of speculations and sound sort of theories and not have a Rianger to be there like confirming what I'm thinking. And that's going to be really annoying. <laughs> I guarantee you that after 5.4 is done, we will go to him with all of our discoveries back on the source. And we, we had better. I, I feel very confident he's going to, like, they're going to leave, but they're still going to want to know. They're not yeah, just going to exactly. be like, well, fuck it. And you don't better. need to tell us anymore. They had better. I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure we're going to finish all of 5.4 and then go to him and thank her. And they're going to be like, hmm, okay. <laughs> all right good good job good job <laughs> tim and eric awesome show great job yeah there you go. what do we think is going to happen where's it going that fairy is definitely i'm still in the ultimisha boat with that fairy yep same yeah i'm i'm kind of suspecting that she's not actually the oracle of darkness in that like as an agent of zodiac but she's something that's been sent by the void and that, and that the void 
some agents in the void, whether it's Asians, whether it's survivors, whether it's, I, I don't know what it is. They want to use Eden. Eden is a terraforming entity. They want to use it to restore the void. The void has to be restored before it can be rejoined. Like this is something we've been, we've known since a realm reborn. Um, I really, really thought that like the whole patch title of echoes of a fallen shard, we're going to, sorry, echoes of a fallen star. We're going to refer back to the void. I, I think that's where we're leading one way or another. But FS, it's still going to be Altanisha. It's at this yeah, point, no, no, no. I think it's, it's almost, it's not arrogant to say it won't be, but it's ignorant of the hints. Because, so first of all, fairy is a term in Final Fantasy VIII used to describe when Alone is sending the main party's uh, brains, like their mind, back in time mm -hmm. to help mm -hmm. Laguna and crew. He call, Laguna mm -hmm. calls them his fairies. Mm -hmm. Second, Gaia literally repeats one of Ultimicia's end lines from the end of Final Fantasy VIII verbatim, like right mm -hmm. before you kill her. And finally, today, somebody made the relation that the Idol of Darkness is literally the tattoo that is on Ultimicia's head. Hmm. Yeah. So. It's true. Yeah. Now, what Ultimicia is, is a question. Yes. Because yeah. I don't think that's an, I think that's an answer that's going to be, like, well beyond predicting. There's yeah, we don't we don't know whether it's some agent that's in the background manipulating things. We don't know whether it's like a form that guy is going to take when this power takes her over. Like, like it's the true sort of maybe it's like the first um, uh, the the first Oracle of Darkness was Ultimatia. Yeah, maybe maybe like Minfilia's sort of standing in the background, being like, oh, "Do I take over Reen? Is she gonna do thing. it herself?" I maybe Ultimatia like is literally the Minfilia, uh, like like you said earlier, like Minfilia. Mm -hmm. I literally think Ultimatia is the Minfilia equivalent word of the father, if you would so take it of something of those sorts. A future, either a future Oracle of Darkness sending her mind back to mm -hmm. manipulate a previous one, or something along those lines. I think it's going to so. beat for beat be something from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I, I hope that that's the direction we're going. I hope it's done well. Because like I said, I don't like shit like Omega, but if this has so far been incorporated at least somewhat similarly to Crystal Tower. It's like direct callbacks, but like it's mm -hmm. very fitting in how it's been incorporated. So I want them to, as long as they execute it like that, because again, Yorha, especially after this patch again... I've I've no hope for it. I'm hoping mm -hmm. it gets better, but I've no hope for it right now. Um, um, yeah. One one more thing with Guy in reference to the hammer. Um. When Lahabrea channels Ultima through Ultima Weapon in the climax of 2.0, he says, "The hammer of darkness must be needs brought to bear upon the shield of light." And in that cutscene at the end of E8 normal, that's literally what Gaia does. Brings the hammer of darkness to bear upon the shield of light. And I was just like, yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so poetic. May, is it Not really same, relevant is it, to anything, but Is man, it the same face like, you make for Gaius? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But 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 like the, the weapon of darkness being a hammer, Gaia wielding a hammer... Like, just in reference back to that is just like, it's just so, 
so fitting. It's so tight. I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm a fan. Mm. There's, there's, there's a lot to unpack, and we still have one more bit of story left to go. Not that we couldn't get oh, more great. from Ishgard. But again, I Ishgard. It's, it's. I don't. I, I'm not really keen with with the unfoldings of the first restoration. If there was much to tell after mm-hmm. the fact, other than it clearly being a housing area. I don't know if there's <laughs> yeah. there's going to be any sort of you know, divulging of more Ishgardian lore. Um, or diet mm-hmm. lore, even, because we're revisiting that for the third fucking time. Hell yeah. That should be, uh, I think, 10, 11 days from today should be Ishgard and mm-hmm. I think so. Um, and then we, yeah, Bajja. I mean, w- there's still so many question marks about the Bajja scenes from the trailer, because we obviously We're going to have to do a Bajja show. We are. I mean, I, I think I think we'll have to do a show on the relic anyway. I think that show is mm-hmm. what we thought of the introduction and the story because the ruby weapon. What happens in the ruby weapon quest almost makes me think that we have to do ruby weapon to get to the Bajda quests. Ruby weapon normal that is because Sid shows up and he almost immediately like leads into Bajda. Like he st- it's like he's um, right. talking about what's about to happen with Bajda. Yeah. 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 So, all I gotta say is, uh, I don't see, I still don't think the Dalamud scene is, because we, you can see, so one weird thing that happens when Nail comes out as a Lukavi is you're not, you're no longer in, Gim, in Gimlet when you're not fighting. Not you, you literally, like, it takes on the image of, uh, like, you see, like, structures that are destroyed, like, Garlean structures in the back, like, that have hmm. nothing. You see all the, all the city states. Yeah. You see yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. So, so so it's this weird just sort of like illusion, basically. Yeah. So I think that the the Dalamud we see in the trailer is just you can see there's like a little Garlean thing on the left hand side. I think it's just it lining up behind that. In a yeah. sense. It still the, looks very much like that tower in Bajja. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. And Bajja, we all know that Tartarus is gonna lead to some big fuckery in our entire interpretation of those events. We don't know exactly what Gabrantha has learned about Tartarus since mm-hmm. the end of Return to Evil East. And remember, if you haven't done the Return to Evil East 24-man series, it's required to do the upcoming Relic quests. Don't do forget that. Go do it. Probably four or so do weeks. It. Four or five weeks probably to get it done before the Relic quest comes out. It's also fantastic. So It's better than Yorha, story-wise, so far. A lot of people say the first 24 man's never that influential. Evil East was pretty fucking important to the lore. Like straight, straight out the gate. (laughs) Straight out the gate. So it's a high bar, but you know, just go do it. Go do your 24 man's. Go do your your Stormblood 24 man's, all right? And with that, gentlemen, I think we can take the show, wrap it up, unless there's something of much import that we we didn't discuss. I don't think there's lore. I mean, that's, the, that's the Katari. I can wrap that yeah, up. Yeah, but we're like... not done with the Katari. Mm. Like, no. I, the, the, the center, I actually will say, though, again, going back to how intelligent the Beast Tribes, Beast Tribes, it's not even an apt term for them anymore, are on the first. Um, the Katari just, they're, they're, they're scribes and scholars, and they're a pleasure mm-hmm. to, to converse with. As NPCs. Yeah. yeah. They were the Ronkin, scribes, historians. Um, they've been trapped on the other side of Katana Ravel since the Light One made its home there. They managed to get back here. They want to recover 
um, all of the big monoliths that they did all their writing on, and we're going to help them do it. And lucky means good morning in Bronca. means wake wake up, or it's like a, it's like a morning greeting. Yeah. And uh, we're going to uncover the true history of the Great Serpent of Ronka. Because they're, yeah. they're multiplying and they don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to imagine that why there's now three. I've, it's where I am right now, there's three of them. There's three Great Serpents. Yeah. I think it's literally, Super they're big. just something that lives there and they just think it's cool. Like, I think <laughs> secretly there's like hordes of them underground or some shit. See, I used to think I used to think that the Great Serpent was an auspice, and that was its like little, you know, baby sort of gembu turtle form. But uh, now I don't know what to think. <laughs> I also wonder what the what the canonical history of the Katari will be, because we're picking it for our own individual story. But there's still got to be a canonical. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about. It. I don't know if I love that. There's like clearly there's still a canonical history. We're just we're letting we're we're being the one to choose how they tell history in the future. Yeah, how they interpret it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious what I wonder if we'll find out by the end because nobody's reached the final rank yet. I don't think. I don't think it's been long enough to possibly have reached the final rank. Um, but I wonder if by the end of it all, we have what the canonical ending is, but we still have what the Katari will pass down in a sense, because history still happened. Like we can't mm. just, even if we're yeah. telling them, oh, that's totally what it means. Something still happens. Like realistically, it doesn't, because I understand, because what's even harder to determine is when you pick it of history, the next time you go to like get to the next stele. It tells, they tell you they found stuff that confirms it, mm. but it doesn't matter what you pick. It, they mm. find, like, apparently if you pick that the Vs hunted the Keekern, they find, like, skinned Katari in the, in the thing. <laughs> you know? It's well, it's probably, it's probably both true. Maybe. It could be true. It yeah. could be possible that all of it's true and that we're just interpreting yeah. the stone. I yeah, I don't know if it's necessary, like, contradictory information. I just, I, I, I Koji, we got questions. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to need to have a talk. And I'm assuming the third lore book will be Encyclopedia Novrant, is what I'm hoping. I, yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah. I think that would be good at this point. Is Lahi the word used to awaken the Great Serpent? Wake up. Wake up. Scree! Okay. Scree. Scree. All right. Uh, and with that, I think, I think that's all we can really say about the Qatari. I'm enjoying interacting yeah. with them, and I'm glad to have them back in, uh, in civilization, I suppose. And we yeah. will have to reconvene on the story for Bajja when uh, that happens. I'm predicting March 31st. That's my prediction. Same day as Persona 5 Royal, unfortunately. That's when I'm oh, predicting goody. it'll happen. <laughs> Listen, right. here's the I'm thing. Based on their previous trajectories, it's either it's th there's three possible days: March 31st, April 7th, April 14th. All of them suck. So, just take. Oh, most days do. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, if it's any of those three, and it's most likely to be one of them, you're fucked. <laughs> no matter how you look at it. So, uh, yeah, we will definitely have to reconvene for that. We will probably do Air Xavier before that, though. 
right. Just, okay. so, just so you know, FS. I, I'd, I'd start preparing now for probably two weeks from now. I mean, I, who's to say I haven't already prepared? <laughs> Fuck. Have Hopefully you? I've got, my, I've got my notes right here, but they don't have anything Qatari related. All right. So that's all, right. that's all coming off the top. Okay, okay, okay. But unfortunately, I thought of something very evil that I think you will do that I need to prepare for. And I'm not going to tell you what right. that evil thing is because then you won't do it. Or you will do it and, and make a bet that I actually didn't study for it. Hmm. Which is always fair. Yeah. Just shut up, Mike. Yeah. Just shut up. <laughs> Sly, I don't think you're going to be ready for it either, whatever, what I think it is. I'm going to DM it to you, Sly. I'm going to play, we're going to play an equal game here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll shut up now, Sly. Okay, on that note, thanks for joining us for this, Ethos. Anytime. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a hot minute. It's good to be back. I don't know if you saw, but your 5.0 spoiler cast at like 55k views on YouTube from when we did that uh you know last year is that a lot for state of the realm yeah i think that's the highest viewed state of the realm i think the second most viewed is the first xeno guest episode shit yeah well you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> just saying it was man definitely it wasn't it wasn't because it was 5.0 right it wasn't because it was shatterbringers it was because it was ethics right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. hell yeah yeah well that's that's good great Wonderful. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching that heckin' thing. And for this one. Yeah. And the next one. I uh, appreciate it. No, the one after that, we're not sure about yet. Right? No, the one after that one, I've heard, like, it's not, it's going to be a bit of a stinker. So you can skip that yeah, one. Yeah, your fairy told That's you fine. that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, before we do our <laughs> sign-offs, uh, just a quick reminder of the sponsors of the show. Of course, we mentioned Steel Series at the top of the show. The giveaway that's in the YouTube video description. We announced the winner for that. But, of course, we also have our patrons over on... Patreon. Oh snap! Get your pog champs ready, lads. No, I've had enough pogs. I've had enough. No, pogs. there's after, never enough after pogs. That, after that twitch Rate clip, pog, pog, rate pog, 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 rate pog, 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 after that, that whole, uh, that whole little guys, he hasn't started reading yet. All right, just don't, don't jump the gun. <laughs> no, it's too late. It's done. Uh, but yes, of course, thank you to our patrons who are supporting us over on Patreon. We did have a few new patrons. We had, uh, we had a couple premiums. We had a standard. We had, let me make sure I've got these names correct. We have Iron Magic, who's a new standard patron. We had, stop it at this. We had Lil. <laughs> Lilana Faye on Genova. Stop! Lilana Faye on Genova. I can't read these when I can see you in my peripherals. Lana Faye on uh, Genova was a new premium sponsor. We had, and I'll just say Matt for another premium sponsor. And we had Tim for another <laughs> premium sponsor. We had quite a few new patrons in the last week, so shout out to them. And of course, shout out to our patrons of Dark... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just tabbed over to OBS because I have to change the scene, and I have the chat on OBS. Just stop with your your head banging thing. I'm trying to focus. Do we do you Yeah, Kuja Cross on Genova and Kurnai Oni are two patrons of Darkness, so you have... Hell that. yeah! That's Kuja <laughs> That's Kujakwa. And I found and luckily we found the sly image for, for Kerr and I. So there's you always bloody that. legends. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you for bloody rippers. Even when 
we go on several week hiatuses because of raid and or nothing to fucking talk about. <laughs> Though Sly, I've already proposed a Sly idea for when topics die down. That'll cover like three or four shows. So all right, that'll be yep. good. Yeah. So, Ethis, thank you for joining us. Now, thank you, thank thank you for having me, and thank you everyone for uh, watching me. Now, before, I guess this is the part yeah. where I say. Like where you can find me? Yeah, yeah, and so, so some of you may know that State of the Realm, we lost all of our, our scenes, and I had to redo some. So I had Photoshop documents for some of the things. Nameplates at the bottom were not one of them. So Ethis is just kind of here. I can write his name somewhere. <laughs> have I, if, have if, I got like if a... If you want. Oh, I, mean, I, I yeah, was expecting see. to have like an MS Paint overlay no, or something no, here. So, so <laughs> no, it's here. just going to be like your your name and like... Yeah, let's see. Ethis... No, yeah, can I have that in um, Comic Sans, please? Let's see. Uh, yes, sir. It's in Arial right now. Let's swap it over to Comic No, Sans. that's no good. Yeah. All right, Ethis. Uh -huh. Oh, it's too small. Hold on, I gotta do Ethis Asher. Oh, okay, no, it's okay. Uh, did uh at Ethis Asher. Oh, it's up. Yeah, there you go. Okay, let's add. Uh, let's. All let's, right. We can text transform it. I can. Oh, I shit. can add a background color. I can give it an outline. That's beautiful. No, that's there perfect. No, no, that's, no. I want to give it an outline. <laughs> I want to here. There you go. Now it's got. Now it's got an outline around it. Oh, that's okay. beautiful. Yeah, wow. we can also make it all wow. uppercase. That looks terrible. We can make it all lowercase. Uh -huh. That looks equally terrible. We'll go back to the normal one. Uh, we can give wow. it a background color of, uh, uh, what is that, orange? Well, there you guys know the sausages, mate. All right, you can find me at the Sasher on uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Instagram, the Facebook. Um, I do law videos and uh, like story stuff on on the YouTube's, and I stream five days a week for many many hours. So um, come and hang out with or without your wang out. That's your prerogative. Um, I won't ask. Uh, and uh, I'll see you spoiler cast in like a couple of weeks. So thank you, thank you very much for having me. And I'm gonna throw it over to Sly. I don't know if that's the direction. Sly's nameplate's there, by the way, because I have mine and his. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't have to do extra shit. Thank God. Um, I can give you. Uh, a, I can give you a custom one. Like no, I see, Atlas, I gave a nice good, custom. Uh, you can find me at Twitch.tv/sly, aka Great Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox, um, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Sly aka Great Fox, all that jazz. Um, I'm now starting to get my sleep schedule back to normal because I kind of went ham. I'm like, kind of went ham on bugging, so yeah, yeah. my sleep schedule's yeah. Uh, so my sleep schedule's back to normal. Stream schedule back to normal. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And Mike, where can they find you? Why don't you do some of that extra shit you were talking about doing? Like, do it to your well i can't multitask <laughs> i can i can do it to you while you're talking but i'm too busy attitude. i'm too busy doing this with my beard that's grown far too long to possibly focus See, i need both hands to do this you gotta get some oil in that bad boy there dude i need to get a fucking buzzer is what i need to get through it right now it's too much man this isn't even raid beard this is didn't want to go to the fucking barber for the last month and a half beard but i need a haircut and a beard trim so just a trim, make it all nice. You can find me, Mr. Happy1227, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Slowly putting out guides for 5.2. No, in no rush. 
I was barely able to sleep, and this little fucker, as you've no doubt noticed from today's show, won't let me get any work done in the afternoon unless I play with him for an extravagant period of time, at which point he goes to sleep, or I feed him early, and then I can work. So I'm going to make videos about you, and then I'm going to post those to YouTube, and then the Savage Guides will come out sooner or later. Uh, but thank you for watching. And March is going to be fun, because there's some fun things happening that I'm not going to talk about just yet but they're gonna be fun spicy spicy so on that note ladies and gentlemen uh we will see you next week slide before we wrap up would you like to do the show on tuesday or friday next week what happened would you like to do the show on tuesday or friday next week so it's in the show (laughs) that gets uploaded to youtube so when people ask i can say well clearly you didn't watch the whole thing you don't love us that fucking pressure on me fuck yeah but i'm i'm asking you now instead of asking you then so that way it's that's right there's only gonna be like three people that have watched to this point anyway right uh most of the people closed the video when he started doing that ms paint shit earlier yeah yeah probably didn't even make it uh either or either or either or thanks for your definitive input sly i will tweet when the next show is sometime later because i i I can do either or two, so we're both indecisive. There will be a show next week. It will be First Impressions on 5.2. With spoilers well out the way, we can say whatever the hell we want, and it'll be excellent. If you want to come at this, you're more than welcome. It's not a formal invitation, but if you want to come, you're you're always welcome. You know you are, so if you say yes, I'll include you, but I was going to see if I get someone else too. So maybe there's four people. I don't know. Let me All right. know. See, All right. We'll see what happens. Okay, let me know because I know it's getting late for you right now. So thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next week to talk about 5.2 First Impressions followed by Ares of you the following week followed by Rachel the following week. So yay! Yay! Hell yeah! We got shows. We'll see you next week. Alright, take care everyone. Bye-bye. See you next week.